people don't realize that this legitimately might be the funniest show tonight. <laughs> I, uh, I'm going to tell you right now, Faded, the bits that, because I know you've watched the show. You, you've watched the show oh, through I, and yeah, through. Yeah. Almost all of them, if not question. all of them. You know every question. You know the flow. Bar for I'm bar. I'm biggest fan, for... moms. <laughs> I'm so glad to be on the show. Fun. <laughs> online thanks so much for joining us here for another episode of inside the streamer studio very special show with a very special guest guys at the very start of this stream these this idea of this show i had interviewed a streamer who has become one of my best friends if not my best friend here on twitch not Peyton. and so the thing is this is that early on i had a very big belief that i should not keep any of the vods um, it was partly because I really wanted people to be here in that moment. And my, my vision for this kind of channel, this kind of show was having here in the moment and just sharing that moment. I had no thought of making this anything bigger than it was. And, and that's what it was. But then, you know, over time we continue to grow, grow more streamers wanted to be a part of this. And I'm extremely humbled by that. And as time went on, and especially as the closer I got with Peyton, I realized I was like, holy shit, like. It kind of sucks that while you are in the very first book that I had and that you're someone I work with closely and that you're just someone that I fuck with for, for months now, especially someone that's helped me even outside of stream, like with, with mental, emotional, just kind of uh, leveraging that weight among one another's. Uh, he's just, he's been there, man. So this show was a long time coming. Um, it's something that I really want to share with you because the majority of you were not there. At that time, we were talking to a totally different crowd. And so uh, it is my extreme honor and, 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 and pleasure to be able to do this show. Um, do I know all the answers? Not necessarily. And so today we are going to get to learn about Mr. Peyton. Oh. Hello. All right. Let me switch over the cam here. One second. Bam. There he is. Bam. Right in the kisser. Peyton, dude. How you doing? Oh. <laughs> I'm How sleepy. I'll be honest. Did you very ooh, sleepy? What time you go to bed? Uh, like five. Are you Something serious? Like that? What were you doing? I thought we we, oh, just, we hung out. It, for... it, it, it was five, and then they're doing maintenance today. I don't know yeah. if I can show this. Yeah, watch out! But they gave yeah. me something say saying like they're in sp the the annual fire inspection. Uh huh. So they're going around and seeing if our fire extinguishers work mm -hmm. and our our smoke detectors so they woke me up at eight in the morning oh so i've been i had been asleep for three hours and i yeah. just hear boom 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 get out of bed get out of bed we're gonna sneak a quiet water dress wait is it for the whole building like they turn on the thing and everyone evacuates or is it per room they're take it's per room but they're taking yeah. three days to do it oh my god this is the first brutal. day yeah well at yeah. least you got it out of the way so you're, you, there's no more of it right for your apartment correct Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's, I mean, okay. And then I assume you just went back to bed until the appropriate yeah. time to wake up. All right, nice. Yeah, which was like 4 p.m. <laughs> nice, 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 nice. Yeah. How are you? <laughs> What's up? 
ah, it is what it is. <laughs> this yeah. this is it's so rare, Peyton, that I get to interview someone nowadays. Someone not only that I know, but that's a friend, and that like yeah. it, this this feels so less like a show where I'm like doing the whole. So hello, uh, uh, Tanner. Uh, are you? <laughs> like, <laughs> I was gonna make a bad joke, and then you read uh, yeah, someone. That's right. Thank you, thank you, Peyton, for knowing the line. Mm-hmm, the, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. People don't realize that this legitimately might be the funniest show tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I'm gonna tell you right now, Peyton, the bits that because I know you've watched the show. You, you watched the show oh, through I, yeah, and through. Yeah. Almost all of them, if not question. all of them. You know every question. You know the flow, bar for I'm bar. I'm biggest fan, for... moms. <laughs> I'm so glad to be on the show. Fun. <laughs> kind of fucked that I would ra- that I would redo yours rather than getting a new guest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a little mm-hmm. fucked. A little fucked. But hey, hey, whatever, whatever. My show, <laughs> my show, my rules. <laughs> Anywho, uh, Payton. But dude, I appreciate your time. I appreciate you being here. Uh, I'll grandstand a little. I hope you're free after the show. I got to ask you some stuff after the show. Um, yes. But we'll do the whole phony like, hey, all right, last question. See you later. And I'll hang up the call and I'll just call you again like in 10 minutes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but that's just, I wanted to say that now. But Peyton, Peyton, yeah, Peyton, I'm Peyton. Or I'm free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here we are. All right. Here's the thing. A lot's changed. All right. It's been 41. True. It's a 41 shows have happened. Months. Have occurred True. since the last time we came into the studio and we 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 did the first show and so from formatting to certain questions to all of that um and and like i said in the dms like, i'm gonna ask you these questions as is how we did it how we do this this process this fine-tuned machine um so as always as always i always tell the streamer that that or the guest that comes on here um how we met and like I've said in the past, you were one of the first streamers that not only I, I, I uh, met on Twitch, but I really invested time towards. Um, I, I, we're talking, I started my, my Twitch journey or even my account in January, and that was around the time that I found you and Mile High Cash. And you were the two that I really kind of, you know, went around and, and, and tried to observe. And I really didn't, I didn't get Twitch. Like, I didn't understand what I was doing or watching or how to even interact properly in your chat. And from my point of view, especially, it's, it's almost clear as day. It's like, when I watched you back in January, it was like a larger-than-life person. Like, this was, I didn't care how many people were in your chat. I didn't care who you were. If you, yeah. you uh, I looked at your follow, I was like, holy shit, this guy, he's, he's, oh, he's not Peyton. And my I remember, follower account? You looked at my follower account? I looked at all. I mean, it's right there. And then your average viewers as well as everything. But I remember typing, and the first thing, I don't know if you remember this, you did not even respond to me. Are you aware of this? You didn't talk to me. You didn't There's talk to no me. way. We could There's check the no logs way. later. We could check the logs later. I think you were, I think it was a lot was going on, and I didn't know about pacing in conversation on chat. Mm-hmm. So, like, someone may have donated, and then everyone's like, you know, pogging or whatever, or doing whatever, uh, poggers or whatever they're doing. And I just put like a, <laughs> hi. Hi, mom's mom's so crazy. Hi, and <laughs> just and just okay. Then, then maybe, but yes. I I know, I mean, as recent as like a month ago, mm-hmm. um, I I pride I prided myself. Yeah. I, I I prided myself on uh, reading every message, so I'm Fair. surprised if I maybe if I, I, I maybe did. we'll see if I'm wrong. I'll figure that out later. Clearly, I don't fact check as a as a host as an interview here. <laughs> 
but I know I know for a fact I was very intimidated because I was like, this guy's got it. He's got such cool overlays. He's got the green screen. He's doing his custom categories, at least theme days. And it was so like I was so intimidated. But then over time, I was like, oh, this guy's kind of cool. And then we joined a voice call. And I was like, oh, <laughs> oh, that's who he is. Got it. Got it. All right. Yeah. Now I now I understand a little bit more. Introverted. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cozy. Probably <laughs> more scared of you than you are of me. Cozy yeah. was that one? A little bit. The way you talk, the way you talk on Discord, it's like I could tell you're laying down or you're in some sort of slouchy position. Yeah. Uh, Usually like this. Like this. Both That's legs it. up or wow. like this, just like close your eyes, guys, and that's what it sounds like to be on a Discord call with Peyton. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> legs up, he's spread eagle. Uh, <laughs> oh my, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> fully naked, fully nude. It's crazy. It's crazy. But uh, the first question, as always, Peyton, is how long, before you were streaming, how long have you had your Twitch account for? I looked this up because you gave me that little sheet, but I already forgot it. I think it was July of 2014. 2014? I, I'm going to check in my channel right now. Um, wow. Or no, I could check in your channel. What am I doing? Yeah, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? User not Peyton. Yeah, July 2014. And I've I know the next question, which is, you know, how long have you been streaming? Whoa, whoa, whoa! And uh, the sorry, first question. Oh, wow, wow, wow! You see this, ladies and gentlemen? You see this? This is what happens. This is what happens when the guest tries to think they know the show. All uh-huh. right. Yeah, 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 yeah. The follow-up question to that is what brought you on here on Twitch before you were streaming? Um, a lot has changed. I know. Hmm. What brought me here? I mean, I'm a gamer through and through. Mm-hmm. So video games, uh, probably the newest Call of Duty, whatever that was. Mm-hmm. Um, RuneScape, definitely. Um, I don't know. I feel like I'm a, I, I'm a pioneer in a sense. Like none of my friends knew about Twitch before I found out about it. And I don't remember how I found out about it. Probably some YouTuber or yeah. something. And that's but, like uh, only recently from the, I assume, excuse me, Justin TV days. Like, I think it just recently yeah. turned into Twitch at the time, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. So you created this account, you know, with the mindset of like, hey, there are a lot of gamers here and I could watch or be a part of it. Did, did you know creating the account prior to streaming that you were going to be streaming? Mm, I don't think so. Um, I mean, this, this is all speculation because it's been so long. Yeah, my memory's not that great, but okay. I don't. <laughs> we get it. You party, all right? <laughs> He's I'm so just, cool. I'm just constantly fucked up. <laughs> um, no, I, I don't remember. Um, but I don't think I don't think that I had the idea of streaming when I made the account. Um, yeah. Probably because I was watching some YouTuber, and they're like, "Oh, follow, watch me on Twitch," and I started watching them. I think Soda Poppin was one of the first people I subbed to or mm. followed. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Nice. No, I didn't. I didn't think I wanted to be a streamer then. So then, when did you start streaming? This is a heavily debated topic within oh. my own mind. <laughs> okay, <because> there it <laughs> is. <laughs> yeah, no one cares about this but me. But <laughs> uh, the way people usually check how long they've been streaming is yeah. either through Twitch mm-hmm. or something like Sully Gnome. Yes. And like 
Twitch doesn't tell me past a certain point, and Sully Gnome is even further than that, but even that point, which is like mm-hmm. August 2015, mm-hmm. I don't think that was the first stream. Mm. Even though, like, if you look at any channel, yeah. um, August 2015 is the, the farthest you can go back um, to see anyone's stats. So mm. before that, I don't know. We'll say August 2015. Okay. But in your heart, what do you think? In my heart, I would guess... As, as early as, like, November of 2014. Mm-hmm. Because I think one of the first games I ever played on stream was through my Xbox. Mm. And I was probably playing Call of Duty... I don't know which one though, but Call of Duty's usually come out around November, right? But Call of Duty. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, as early as that. And so, what got you there? What What made you decide to get the equipment and go live? I feel like there are so many steps to being a real streamer because I I started with just my Xbox and mm-hmm. a, a headset headset mic. Um, and that was just, you know, showing my friends clips, um, maybe some cool shots that I made. Um, and then I don't know, something changed and, oh, I think I started playing RuneScape more again. Like I took a huge break from RuneScape, but then I started playing more and Mm -hmm. I was like, I don't want to be using my mom's computer to play RuneScape. You know, I pay for my own membership now. I should have yeah. my own computer that runs this. Yeah. Um, and my Mac couldn't couldn't really handle it at the time. So mm. I, uh, yeah, I set out to buy my own PC in 2018, mm-hmm. 2017. Um, and uh, yeah, started str- streaming RuneScape, H1Z1. PUBG, God knows what else. Of of all those games that you listed, maybe even some that you haven't, what was what would you say was the glory days in sense of like you loved streaming this game? You didn't give a care in the world. You just you can get engulfed in it for hours. Um Honestly, probably RuneScape because yeah. I mean th- it's fucked up because no one watched, but like, that's what I enjoyed about it. Like yeah. it's, I, I don't know, just the freedom to know that you're live, mm-hmm. but you know, I don't know. It, yeah. it was nice. It was nice. RuneScape. You're silently listening to Sea Shanty 2 by yourself. <laughs> yeah. Edging. <laughs> yeah. Oh, all right. Perfect. Nice, nice, nice. That's awesome. So you, you kind of just, you pushed yourself to, it sounds like you pushed yourself into being like, you know, what? I'm going to, you know, after, after the whole Xbox days, mm-hmm. I'm going to give this a go. And I love what, one more question in terms of stream before we get into the, to the, you know, your, your channel right now that I do have up. Mm-hmm. Uh, when did you know you wanted to kind of go the route of like, all right, I want production value. I want the green screen. I want the overlays that are, you know, if you guys don't notice, man, very, every bit of Peyton's overlay is very intricate. 
There are there are meanings. There's purpose. All right. With it's it's very much like a a grandmaster in chess, where every movement has a purpose, whether that be immediate or or long term. But everything has a, a reason. Yes, and I pride myself on that. Like that. That's what I dive into most. Just the um, like the, the details. The 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 meaning behind everything overlays content whatever but what was the question when did you get into thinking production value of your stream it was january or february of 2019 i was maybe a bit later because i I was in this studio apartment in los angeles and it was awful it was one room it had really high ceilings, but it was, it was thin walls. It looked like a drug den. Like <laughs> I don't, I don't have a kitchen. It, it was awful. But I, I feel like that was the, the, the first major turning point. Besides me getting the computer, that made me think like, oh, I, I, I could do this. I could do streaming and fully enjoy it. That, that's when I realized that streaming was an amalgamation of everything that i love technology you know working with pcs camera work audio making my own overlays design everything gaming um so yeah i would say that but then i moved to my next apartment with my two roommates in Mm. may of 2019 and that's when i started buying like i bought a new uh i think about like two new monitors yeah. uh better mic maybe no that wasn't until i don't know that that's when i bought like the green screen all that stuff mm-hmm. but yeah mm-hmm. 2019 early 2019 uh, 10 points to gryffindor for the word amalgamation i didn't even say it right <laughs> fuck <laughs> fuck thank you 20 points that's now? uh 20 points you get you double down on that that was fantastic good <laughs> good use good timing good use it was perfect thank but I, I but i agree with you like it when you really take a step back and look at streaming uh, as a whole there's so many parts of it if you like gaming if you like entertainment if you like technology if you like kind of that production and being able to combine that all into one slash being the face of course of whatever stream or whatever channel you are Right. Uh, you've you've hit gold, and hopefully, you know you don't get too lost in the rat race of trying to tra- chase whatever it may be. Whereas loving that that passion or having that passion and really wanting to, I keep you know I keep thinking about a view above whenever I say this because he's the one who yeah. used the term, but he used the term mastering your craft. I always thought of mm-hmm. that as like a martial arts slash kind of like woodwork. I don't know why, very old timey things, but you that same thing can be applied here. On, on Twitch, where you master your craft. I think a lot of us, we get like, okay, well, now that we look better, we should feel better, like getting a haircut. But just because we right. get a haircut doesn't mean that I, you know, lost 50 pounds and that I have a washboard abs and that I'm ready. <laughs> my blood pressure is lower. It's not how it works. That's mm-hmm. not how, I told my doctor that the other day. Anywho. Um, <laughs> Sounds like he told you that. Okay. <laughs> okay, Peyton, who show is Sorry, 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 sorry. Well, sorry. I'll get you back in this next segment here. So I have your channel up. <laughs> oh, no. And, and this is a bit that, I, you know, I'm so, I'm so glad that you're back here. And so I'm able to do these new bits that I've never mm-hmm. been able to do with you before. 
And so the mm. first one is your channel points. You you do have a few that are very unique and something that I, I have uh, questions about. The first one being this, all right? It's mm-hmm. that, you know, for 7,500 points, you are willing to do impromptu karaoke. And it oh, says yeah. here, type lyrics you want him to sing. Tell me about this. How, who, who's, like, do you remember the last song that that's been... Uh, uh, redeemed by and and what was your intention when when making this channel point uh, reward i don't remember the last song honestly the only song i remember is i remember cass had me sing some song from some musical i don't know it's been a while since someone did that uh probably because of dmca true um i don't even remember the musical but my idea was you know people would People have a, a a limit to the amount of characters they can type. Yeah. Um. So people put in lyrics, and the idea was, I mean, before DMCA is when this when I added mm-hmm. this, mm-hmm. the idea was I would play the song until that uh the lyrics started, and then I would just sing that part, and then I I'd, I'd harshly cut off, but um, <laughs> <laughs> it it turned into it, it was usually me singing the whole song. And now it's evolved into uh, I actually pull up the karaoke version instead of pulling up the no. actual song. And uh, yeah, I sing it. I miss probably that. the whole thing. Yeah, I miss that. I miss that. Same. It says here for 10,000, uh, you give your honest opinion. And it says in the description, what does he really think about you? Tell me about this. Tell me why this sounds like a fucking uh, Facebook. Like my status, and I'll tell you what I really think about you, babe. <laughs> what is that? Tell me about this channel, boy. It's exactly that. If you're like, <laughs> hmm. If you're like, hmm, where do, where do I stand with Peyton? What's my relationship? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, do it, and I'll 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 let you know. I'll let you know what I think about you. Yeah. I'll let you know. Uh, you know, from my side of our relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, what I've seen from you, wow. like, cause I, when I watch other people stream, I'm 90% of the time, I feel like I'm more engaged in the relationship than they are. So I feel like I would like that in other people's streams. I don't know. I like that a lot. Yeah. You're yeah. right. You're right. Damn. That's a good, that's, <laughs> that's a fucking good answer. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I have two more here. First one here is for 50,000, ladies and gentlemen. For 50,000 points, it says that uh, it's called Tweet. And the description says, write something that he has to post on Twitter. He must. Mm-hmm. Tell me what the last one was and, and uh, how that went for you. What was the last tweet you had to do and who redeemed it? The last one was... Um... Hey guys, this is I'm quoting. Hey guys, I'm about to cover myself in oil. What is your deal? What what is your deal? And it and it was my best performing tweet. And I have like <laughs> videos. What does that have, say like, about videos. you, Payton? What does that say I, about you? What does that say about I you? Know. I don't know. Ladies, ladies <laughs> and <yeah>. gentlemen. <laughs> that's oh? uh that's But that that was Ioka. The tweet has only been redeemed twice. What was the first one? The the first one was uh, personally my favorite. Parker, Owitz Parker, yeah, redeemed it 
uh, saying, I'm horny, and then like slight frowny face or something. That's it. Listen, dude. All right. You didn't have to have <laughs> Parker uh, redeem points to make that kind of tweet. All right. We get it, man. We get I, it. I've been owed him a dollar after. <laughs> <laughs> and refund channel points. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> You're a freak, Ben. You're a fucking freak, mm-hmm. and we're doing the show. <laughs> <laughs> Holy cow. Oh, man. The last one I have here for you is for 100,000 points. All right, 100,000 points. Yeah, the creme de la creme, the cream of the crop, the high shelf liquor. It says for 100,000 points, you can direct the stream, ladies and gentlemen. And the description says uh, you decide what he does for your very own three to six hour stream. Tell me about that one, Dane. I love direct the stream i feel like it's i feel like people don't understand the power i feel like it's um it's not as well liked or well used Mm -hmm. as i would like it to be at your highest aspiration what would you like it to be though i you know i would like i mean we've had some good direct the streams Mm -hmm. um but i would like um I don't know. I feel like when people get an opportunity to direct the stream, they kind of freeze up mm. and they're like, I don't know what to do. Like, I don't want to mess up. But it's like, if, if I, I mean, obviously it's my stream, but if mm. I had that power for someone else's stream, I would just do the weirdest thing ever. Like yes. David, David had the, the best direct the stream that I've seen so far. Which was? Um, he, I think, and I quote, I think it was, sit on the ground and smile at the camera. And I did that the entire time. How long? I took like six hours. That's the Six hours. I was on the ground, smiling. Chat was entertaining themselves, thank God. Um, but yeah, I mean, every 30 minutes I, I stood up and stretched for a minute. But Early. yeah, I had like a... I had an experience too. I felt like I was hallucinating. Really? But like that—that's the type of stuff I'm—I'm I'm talking about. Yeah. You know? That's good. I mean, I—you uh, know—I know you have a once a month raffle for direct the stream yeah. as well, and I've openly said what my ideas were. I've and said, I love them. The first one, guys, lazy. I'm not trying to, you know, plan any ideas. <laughs> the first one I had was a body painting stream. You tell me that mm-hmm. they don't want to watch. Pain, body pain. Are you kidding me? Are you? Ki- I'm basically giving you content with that one. Yeah. The I'd second... have to buy pasties and not at all. Definitely shave. Wait, but yeah, need... I'd do it. Shape. Wait, shave where? I got I got hair on my chest, moms. I uh, speak from the heart. I, I speak from my chest. That. I could see that. I could see you being a hairy motherfucker. The second thing I wanted yeah. you to do was do a uh, some stand up. I was gonna print out a transcript of a comedian. And have you do two hours of his bit? <laughs> Again, I think that's a great idea. It's fun ideas, guys. Listen, yeah. this is innovator. All right, he's an innovator, and you guys are making him do nonsense. Oh, just play marbles for six hours. I don't want to fucking watch him play marbles for six hours. I want him to paint his yep. body. <laughs> Sorry about that. Hundred thousand. I just you got it. I'm farming. I'm farming. But you know, those are the easy ones, Payne. We we went over the easy ones here. Uh, I do have a couple uh, of clips from your channel. 
that I would like okay. to just go over with you. Just some, you know, just some questions. I would like you to explain the context because here's the thing. Many of the people here watching, or even myself, we weren't even around during this time, but there, you were popping oh, off. Oh, no. You were popping off with a lot of original ideas, uh, ideas that had groundbreaking, if you may, groundbreaking. Uh, let me switch over to the clip cam. I need to have a better name for that scene. That is one. That's one slip of the tongue away from saying cool. <laughs> True. All right. Yeah. I, uh, uh, let, me, let me switch over right now. Here we go. So this is the first one. The first one is this. All right. We go from least embarrassing Classic. to most embarrassing. I'm going to play it out for everyone here tonight. And uh, let's have, I'll have you explain what's going on here once it's done. Ooh, ooh. Ooh, ooh. Ooh, ooh. So, so, Ben, can you explain to me what's going on here? What's going on here? So, I... For the thumbnail. They're, they're, perfect. I, uh, there's, there's someone in our yes. community mm -hmm. named Senpai. Okay. He's a... Uh, he's Norwegian. He loves getting drunk. He's a hard worker, but he loves getting drunk when he doesn't work. And he loves anime. So, uh, you know, mix that together, put him in our community, and he's buying maid outfits and cat gear for me. So, uh, <laughs> uh, he had bought that maid costume. And, uh, yeah, I put it on, and I was like, well... I'm already this far. I already have the, the costume on. True. I'm already wearing a dress. Why not, you know, farm some lol Ws, farm a clip or two, mm -hmm. and uh, say, ooh, and there you go, 110 views. Uh, honestly, what is second highest. May I ask you, do you still have the outfit? Yes, I do. And I'm actually wearing it tomorrow on stream as a directed stream uh, idea. Ladies and gentlemen, you already know what to do. All right, you know where you already know where to be tomorrow. Wait, are you really? I actually am. Yeah, part of the yeah, stream dude. was wear something cute, and I don't know what what's cuter than that. So, if you ever wanted to see Peyton in a naughty made outfit, tomorrow <laughs> is your chance. Live on his stream. I'll be there. I'll be there. Holy cow! <laughs> that's only the first one. I see. Okay, nothing bad there. But then we go on here to the second one, and uh, it says it's called Enhanced. And this one seems to be a more recent clip. Uh, I'm just trying to... Mm -hmm. why, why are we shaking our head? What's going on? Why are we shaking our head? We didn't even get started here. This is out Let, there. Let's just watch, let's just watch let's it. Just, let's just watch it. Good friend. Just a couple of friends watching these clips. Here we go. <laughs> is this me? Hold on. Scanning. Enhance. Enhance. Enhance scanning. Oh, I mean, enhance. En That's me. That has to be me. So, <laughs> <laughs> Peyton, what's going on here? Why uh, this bit? What? What? First of all, what is this image? What are we watching? I'm trying to freeze it at the proper moment. There you go. So, so uh, 
a member of our community, mm-hmm. uh, now named Var Munt. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, I, I'd say he's proficient in a lot of things. Um, music production, you know, uh, one of them being photoshopping. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, this was, I think, this was within a week of me first knowing Munt. Yeah, but uh, you know, he came into the Discord with this photo, and I was like, uh, "Well, firstly, anime titties, and then, uh, and then I look over, and I'm like, what the hell is that? It looks like the Grinch, <laughs> and it's it's me on the smallest character. So yes, I yeah. first of all, I, I like to think that the uh, streamer attracts the crowd. And so, mm-hmm. based off the two past clips, mm-hmm. I'm very curious to see what that means. I did <laughs> watch, everyone. like, six episodes of My Hero Academia today. Nice. I'll, I'll give you that. Nice. Wait, this is from My Hero Academia? This? No. Okay. Do you know but what that's this is an from? anime. This is not an no. anime. This is not an anime. This is a hand. No, my hero, my hero academia oh, okay. is an anime. Yeah, this cannot be an anime. There is some, there is just way, that's... And look at your face right here. Absolutely enjoying your, you're having a pleasant day. This is an anime? That's insane. That's insane. Well, I do have one more here. Only one more. And mm-hmm. uh, this one, it says, just another chat with Amaranth. And I'm, why My do you girlfriend shake your, at the time. Why do you shake your head? Why do you shake your head so much? Why you, this is the third Because, uh, you know, she really, she really blew up, and uh, yeah, I had to let did. her go. True. Look at this stunner right here. Look at this stunner. But let's play the clip and let, let me have you explain what's going on here, all right? I'm making us the same height. They didn't question if it was So it's like we're just hanging out. I was drinking like three cups. Yeah. So I don't know if I'm good at acting or if they were too drunk to tell or just the fact that when Damn I'm sober, it, I have it still covered. seems like I'm drunk. No, no, no. It's okay. It doesn't. No, you're not drunk. I I'm mean, not there sure. We go. No. Which one it was? <laughs> it could have been any uh, of those. Any of them. People always ask me if I'm drunk when I'm sober, so maybe I just... It's, really? I'm just that kind of way. Maybe. <laughs> I'm just... I'm just... Uh, listen, everyone. This... That was... Per- honestly, perfect. That was so good of a, like... She's a, a I mean, gem, no? She's... Oh. <laughs> I mean, you guys were having Beautiful. such a... But look at this. Look at this. Just yeah, a couple of lads, a couple of lovebirds over here just hanging I out. I know. Where this did... was after brunch, um, uh-huh. May 18th, 2019. Uh-huh. Um, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Tell me where this idea came from. Like, clearly, you know, it, it, was this planned out? Was it spur of the moment? Like, a lot of she, she dressed down for you. Uh, it, it's interesting. Oh, oh, that's a great. There it is. Anywho. <laughs> uh, <laughs> eyes up here. Anyways. Uh, so, uh, oh, shit. <laughs> just to be clear, I couldn't, you know, me looking that way, I couldn't see anything. It was just... <laughs> It was an estimation. All right, all right. Um, no, this was spur of the moment. Yeah. Um, I was just better at improv back mm-hmm. then. Mm-hmm. Um, so full of life. Now I have under eye bags. I look mm-hmm. like I'm stressed. Probably am stressed. Mm-hmm. Don't get sleep. But yeah, just full of life and hair. I had hair yeah. back then. Uh, you, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. More. More, more so. than more. You know, so. But yeah. It's a great bit. This was honestly had me real. I had never seen this before when I was going through my research of you and, and having found it now. I'm so glad that this segment exists. 
All three of those clips. Guys, you're missing out, all right? Those were literally so quick. Usually when I have guests that I'm finding clips, I'm finding, like, the dark web clips. This is... Mm -hmm. This is the standard. This is what you can expect when you go on a not Peyton stream, all right? And I, I absolutely not this specific bit, but this type of humor. It, it's fantastic. That being said, though, too, I, I pulled up, you know, another another uh, segment that I have here for the guest uh, before we continue on with your life on Twitch uh, is that I went on your Twitter and there's some tweets I just, you know, similar to the clips. I would love for you to explain for me. I would love for you to similar to the to, clips. Okay. Yeah. Just yeah, yeah. Let me let me go through the first one. The first one here. This first tweet uh, says, "I put clothes on before I voice chat with someone on Discord." Can you explain to me your mindset with that? Seven eighty-four p.m. August twentieth, twenty-three. <laughs> okay, this was absolutely true. This was a rule. Um. Well, some it's slightly true. It was a rule when I would talk to people from Twitch. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I just felt weird, like me. I, I, it's no, it's no, you know, I, it's no surprise I'm an introvert. Mm-hmm. Um, me speaking to someone, if I just hear their voice, mm-hmm. like I, I gotta have clothes on. I don't know. It's just. Are you usually it was, it's not thing. having clothes on when you're just are you naked? What are we talking? Yeah, when I'm not talking to anyone um, and I don't have anything to do that day, just wake up. I sleep in my boxer briefs, so I just wake up, take a blanket from my bed, sit in my chair, and just all day. You know, is that is this rule still apply today? No, it has changed, and I think it's your fault. <laughs> You've made Whore! me more comfortable. <laughs> you, you and Parker made me more comfortable on Discord. So you just um, slip into something more comfortable, huh? So, you just, exactly. You just, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Unless, of course, I'm on a uh, video chat or something. Yeah. And then you put a fucking sweater on. No pants, though. No pants. Yeah. Yeah. Only suit. Yeah. I like See, that. See, th- this is now bleeding into streaming. M- my stream on Monday, the VTuber yeah. stream, yeah, yeah. I wasn't wearing pants. And I, was, it was, I loved it. It was so freeing. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh guys. Wait, is that yeah. bannable? No, I mean. Wait, no. do I still have a channel tomorrow? Okay. Uh, oh, I, yeah, I, I suppose. No one saw that. No one saw. That. I assume that's why VTube's the wave of the future, so no one has to fucking dress True. up or put on makeup or do anything. Um, just do your thing there. This next tweet here, I have. <coughs> you know, I'm just very curious what your take is on that. It says, "Looking to destroy my body with McDonald's tonight," and that was at 5:30 p.m. October th- uh, 21st, 2020. Uh, this was prior to dinner. What is your order when you're looking to destroy your body, Peyton? Ooh, I am glad you picked this question. Of all questions that could pertain to McDonald's, I take pride in my order. Okay. What do you got? What do you got? I love the quarter pounders, right? Mm. So quarter pounder, I, I'm a very plain person. So if I'm crazy, I get lettuce, but usually it's just meat, cheese, ketchup. Lettuce is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Why is lettuce crazy? Because I, I'm a, I'm a very plain food eater. <laughs> Ask my mother. It, like, yeah. you know, meat, cheese, and, and ketchup, yeah. and bun. That is the missionary of sandwiches, Qu- but I like exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah. Quarter pounder with cheese. Okay. Um, if I'm destroying my body, quarter pounder, 20... Maybe even 40-piece chicken McNuggets. Save some for later. Oh my. Large fries. Possibly two. And then no drink because I don't really drink soda. 
true. You have water. There's no reason. Yeah. When you Uber Eats, now we're just going off the rails here. Now I'm just asking you as if we were in a regular voice call. Do you mm-hmm. just, I don't know if you do this. I sometimes do this where it's like, you just try to meet the minimum requirements to not have that small fee. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You know, so, yeah. so suddenly I'm just ordering <laughs> bullshit. I'm like, well, I so guess like, I'll have churros. Uh, need another medium fry. Uh, oh, well. I'd be, losing, I'd be losing money if I did mm-hmm. not order this extra medium fry that would actually tack on $3, but the $1.50, <laughs> that's the extra service fee for small orders, yep. 100%. I'd do the same thing. Makes you feel better. Yeah. Uh, that's another way of saying it. <laughs> that's another way. Destroying my body with McDonald's yeah. always makes me feel better mm-hmm. until it's like 30 minutes after. Oh, yeah. That's a McFucking, then- dude. You're done. <laughs> I wrote that joke That's down good. in the shower today. I'm not going to lie. Good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, no. Do you ever get a McFlurry? Or is that just, is that too much? That's too. I'm not. Feeling bad. I, I do like the Oreo McFlurry. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, me being plain, that's the only one I like. Um, so it's very, it's very rare that I get anything but mm-hmm. that order. Um, if I'm treating myself, if I'm going to McDonald's just for a McFlurry, I'll get a McFlurry. But if I'm getting the other stuff, it's too much. I miss the, uh, what is it called? I miss the uh, Reese's. They don't do that anymore. They have Oreo and like M&M, which I think is just yeah. tough. It's like chewing I didn't rocks. know they had Reese's. Yeah. They I used to have Cold Reese's. M&M's are yeah. not for me. No, no. At least have peanuts in there. We got one more tweet here for you, Ben. All right, before I let okay. you off the hook of the roast, this is my way of just being a bully without looking like a bully. Uh, the last one here says, my room smells like a subway. I'll let you figure out if I'm talking about the <laughs> transit system or the restaurant. And that was written uh, 8.33 p.m. December 3rd, 2019. Tell yeah. me, Peyton. Let's put this to rest. It's been a year. I, first, firstly, I would love to hear what you think. Where, which do you think it was? Where, where were you? Where were you? Which, which ho- housing place were you at in life? I was at in my it? previous apartment. And where was that at? Like you what, the what full address? Uh, no, I just the state, city, whatever you want. Uh, Los Angeles. I'm going to go with restaurant, final answer. You're right. It was the restaurant. I I just ate. I ate Subway, and I you know I was like, oh Subway, wordplay, yeah. transit system, yeah. food restaurant. You know, easily could have smelled like ass. Easily could have been a total asshole I'm, smell. Not not my room. I, I mm-hmm. keep it clean. This You're is clean. A, a flex, but I, you know, this goes into me being uh introverted i guess i'm very meticulous with things mm. so mm-hmm. i like keeping clean mm. did i tell you about my shower regimen no go well i i probably heard about it at one point in life but go ahead go ahead what is your how do you shower Peyton? how long does it also just, take you it takes me a while it takes me like 30 minutes i i know people are like oh you're wasting water yeah but you're like, wasting I, water yeah i i try not to like it's just like I, I've tried 15-minute showers, and it's like it's the feeling when I get out. You know, like you feel you still feel sticky or, or you, you smell yourself, and you're like, no, I need to go back. So with a 30-minute shower, that doesn't happen. You know, I feel 
refreshed. Uh, okay, man, I get it. It takes five minutes for you to wash and scrub yourself, and then twenty-five minutes to come. Apparently, <laughs> I would flip those two. Okay, all right, there it is. There it is. That I mean, <laughs> holy shit! I'm sorry, I can't. I had to. I had, that that joke was working. It that was ticking my brain the whole time. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, the thing is, like, for example, you got to shampoo your beard. Like, I don't clearly, my beard yes. down low. You have to, like, uh, lather up. Are you are you a kind of guy that you, you wait until the water's the right temperature? What is it? Why does it take so long? 30 minutes is a lot of time. Well, because I'm on the mm, floor of my apartment, it takes a, it takes a fairly long time. Um, wait, and, yes, what? I'm very much that person. Wait, what does the being on a uh, floor of your apartment have to do is that in terms of the wa- up the water yeah the water has to you know the, the warm water has to travel that's oh, what they told me oh i didn't know that how long does it take um it takes like almost five minutes three to five Damn, minutes that kind of, that does take a while that's a that's yeah. a lot yeah like people would think only three to five minutes imagine being in the morning if you had to like do something whatever it's bullshit i'm i measure time in tiktoks now that's like TikToks seven tiktoks it? seven tiktoks on average yeah jesus just for hot water all right yeah and i'm definitely that person to turn on the the shower Mm -hmm. watch tiktok maybe i brush my teeth before Mm -hmm. you know then hop in a lot going on that's way too much going on Peyton. (laughs) (laughs) that's speaking of bathroom i have been drinking a lot of water Already, you're the one going. In. Yes. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Go to I'm the sorry. Go to I'll be no, back. no, don't apologize. Just know that I could hear everything you're saying. Jesus Christ! When did Meg show I'll up to back. the stream? <laughs> I love it. Go ahead, man. Go ahead, man. Jeez, guys, this is not. See, this is what happens when you allow me to interview a friend. All right, when you allow me to interview someone I know for too long, off the rails. This whole show is off the rails, guys. Hey, Cass. Hey, guys. Brit. Miss Simple, Will, who else we got here? How we all doing tonight? You guys enjoying this? You enjoying Peyton? Seeing the behind the scenes of the man behind the beard? Guys, if you have questions for Peyton, exclamation mark Q, ask away, guys. Ask away. Is he single? Well, we'll talk about that in about three segments from now. Four segments from now. But we'll talk about that stuff later. Squad. Squad, how you guys doing? Hey, I take three-minute showers. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> you are saving the planet right now. You are saving the planet. I don't... Uh, oh, my goodness. What is this? Happy hole? I had ex-friends ruin corn dogs for me. Why would they stick it up their... Uh, their their happy hole? I'm sorry I said it like that. That's disgusting. Well, why would you do that to me? <laughs> why would you send me that? <laughs> Uh, this is so good. Your laugh is so contagious. Mijin, Mijin. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. That's so nice of you. Appreciate it. Yes, you guys are you guys are real fans of Payton's in ha- uh, Happy Hole. I think he thought of that himself. I think he thought about that, guys. I think he thought about that himself. All right. That was that was off the cuff. That was a, that was subconscious. It's forced. Wow, Boon Daddy. You think that? Nah, I like my guy. I like my guy. Uh, Cass, those were my friends that ruined corn dogs for me. Moms, did you like the message I sent yesterday? I can't remember. Uh, Payne gets to be on the new overlay. He gets to debut it. There he is. 
I'm watching this happy hole click or clip. Yeah. Shit, you're right. Weird. It is easy to fuck that up. What? Clip cam. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Clip cam. I need to come up with another. I'm gonna say guest cam or something. Some. I yeah. can't, I'm so quick to say clip. Uh. <laughs> I gave it everyone. I gave it for free for everyone. Bane, that was all the tough stuff. All right, that was all the difficult stuff. That's the grillable stuff. That's the stuff I'll I'll grill you about later off stream and in life moving forward. But I'm going to ask you some questions introspectively about your, your time on Twitch. Uh, mm-hmm. All right. So the first one being, uh, what have you learned about yourself through streaming, Aiden? Hmm. Uh, I'll preface by saying I've learned a lot. Um, I'm just going to like, is it okay if I just like spew spit a couple things? Spit. Just spit. It's all you. I've learned, definitely learned how to be more confident in myself. Um, I've learned that internet friends or people I see mainly through text all day are real people that I could have real relationships with. Um, I've learned that things don't always last as, as long as I think they might um, in a lot of ways. Um, I've learned what it means to be independent and produce something that I'm proud of among a lot of other things. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I keep going, but really cool. Yeah. I like that. Is there something that you learned about yourself recently? Um, Hmm. Maybe how persistent I am. Yeah. You know, I when I when I feel kind of down and out, um I don't really let myself get to that point too often. Kind of just nut up, put my head down and keep moving. How do you do um, that? I just look at what I have. And I look at what I want to have in the future and, you know, in, in whatever ways those aren't adding up um, or in, in whatever ways those are different, I try to um, focus on those, you know, focus on the controllables. I learned that like four years ago or something, um, you know, yeah. I like that. Focus on what you can control. Mm -hmm. Especially looking at, you know, I think what resonated the most was uh, being grateful for what you have. You know, we're 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 so quick to take and and want to keep reaching for more, uh, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, especially if you have you know high career aspirations. But at the same time, you know, we need to take a step back and appreciate what we have or what we've done, uh, because that isn't easy. There are people on this platform, if we're talking specifically on Twitch, that have spent years or, or even longer um, trying to figure it out, and they haven't grown at all. And, yep. and, and to see you know, some healthy growth or new faces or even just relationships that you've really developed and mean a ton um, is something to be really thankful for um, because nothing here is really is, is given. It, it, it isn't, I want to say that, sometimes it's given. But nothing here is, 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 what is the word I'm looking for? Expected? 
yeah promised yes let's go with promised because that makes more sense it's still given but it's not promised so things can happen um but yeah i love that i love that a lot Payne, how would you describe your streaming style uh i like to for lack of a better way of saying this i Mm -hmm. like to do what i want um (laughs) but with that i i try to make it as uh as entertaining as possible i try to whether that's tacking on other challenges Mm -hmm. um that gets uh other people involved or um i don't know it's really just when i boil it down it's really just challenges you know um or or little engagements like channel points or a raffle or god knows what but yeah i tried to i I forget who said this on your show on Mm. on inside the streamer studio Mm. there's a balance between what you want to do and what what you know the people want to see you do Mm. if that makes if that makes sense yeah yeah so like i i I mean because of dmca i don't know what people want want to see me do now but i know before Mm -hmm. it was like i would have just done marbles and song ratings the whole time um because those are my two most popular segments but you know back then i i got so bored of song ratings especially marvels got very very bored of marvels um so yeah you got to find that happy medium between what you want to do and what what you think people want you to do so that that's my streaming style i try to be the I, i try to find that middle i like that yeah Payne, if i asked your community who you are and i knew nothing about you uh, what do you think they would say to me? <clears throat> I'm going to take out all... How do I phrase this? I'm going to take out all the thoughts of me thinking that people think I'm going to be flexing yeah. and just say what I truly think. Sure. I feel like people people would say wholesome um wait are they are they explaining me or yeah the stream uh you you as a streamer i'd say wholesome maybe please for the love of god funny sometimes mm-hmm. um musically inclined um god gamer please mm-hmm. um I don't know. Hopefully easy to talk to. I try to listen as much as I can. I try to make sure everyone's involved. Um, everyone's heard as much as possible. Um, yeah. Nice. I'll Those read you things. some here because uh, I know you're not looking at the chat, all right? Hopefully you're not. I, I sent you yeah, the notes. Totally, I sent you the notes. I sent totally you the notes. not looking at the chat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> One of them. I could hear my own voice. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> what is this shit? <laughs> Um, it says, uh, a lumberjack, uh, balding just for the bants, uh, an inspiration. True. That's really nice. Um, 
You might want to Venmo Boon Daddy sixty nine for that one. Uh, Make him mod again. Yeah, a lot of people are saying not a god gamer though. God awful gamer. Uh, it's because we don't play games. Okay, you haven't seen me in my prime. Ah, uh, my my. I I don't think I've told them all what my favorite stream of yours is. Have we? Have we covered that? Have we covered? Guys? We've covered that. You and I have talked. You've said this to me maybe six times. But guys, yeah, let's go. Guys, guys, my favorite stream of not Payton is when he does every. Lately, he's been doing this thing called Mario Maker Mondays, and it's a fantastic idea. You know, he plays Mario Maker. Uh, if you have made levels, you can you can queue them up for 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 him, and he'll play them. And I, I want to say this is his first time or second time bringing it back, and I was there. I was there from the start because I'm a huge fan of Mario Maker. All right, I'm a huge fan of, of that. I, I watch a lot of it on YouTube from uh, Dashi, and uh, I, I tried. <laughs> I wanted. Uh, <laughs> I wanted. I kept making fun of him because I like, oh yeah, you're doing the you're doing the Dashi bit. Anyways, so at the top of the hour, at the very top of the stream, Payne goes up there and goes. Hey guys, all right, Mario Maker Monday. You're gonna exclamation mark blank, you know, whatever, cue me your codes, and we'll play them here on stream. All right, guys, first one, literally three hours later, still on the same first level. And he's just like, guys, I'm fucking ending stream. I'm ending stream. Uh, that's it. <laughs> hey, uh, yeah, be nice to the person we're rating. Four levels Love in the queue. <laughs> I have a problem, okay? I think it comes from my mother. I'm very competitive. <laughs> so if I see a level that I know I can complete, mm -hmm. you know, it's changed since since then. But yes, yes. At that has. moment, it was tunnel vision. I, I didn't care about anything but beating that level, proving mm -hmm. to myself that I was a god gamer because no one else says it. Even the best fall down. <laughs> I'm willing to get canceled with that song. <laughs> Yeah, that was brutal. But uh, <laughs> let, let's let's flip over the question though, the the one about your community, and I'll ask it for you now. How would you describe your community to me if I was a new cat and I just popped on in? I would the, the first word I would use is committed. Hmm. I feel like there are a lot of people that constantly show up day in and day out, um, no matter what, which is surprising. Um, you know, a lot of people that are here right now, uh, not that I'm looking at the chat, but I just, you know, we're, we're, we're very close. So I, it's like, I have a, I have a you feeling. You feel them. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, committed, um, very kind. I've seen a lot of instances where, whether it be on stream or discord, um, someone's going through something and then, you know, someone reaches out and they're like, Hey. You know, talk to me anytime. Um, the 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 best moment. This doesn't happen a lot, um, but the best moment, like the, the best like proud father moment I had with our community, yeah, was um, and I feel like a lot of streamers would say this. It's when uh, it was Nacho and Ezra. I don't. I know you know who Nacho is, but I don't know if you know who Ezra is. I know of Ezra. Okay. So they were talking by themselves in one of the Discord channels. And I had not, I didn't do anything. I didn't prompt anything. And they, I just saw them in there and I was like, what? This is why we do it. You know? 
I forgot the question. Community. What do I think about the community? Committed, loving. The funny. They make me laugh a lot. I like that. Yeah. But here's the uh, issue for. <laughs> take it, take it. It's yours. No, no that's you. nice. I do like that though. I do. I, I, you know, having pop in every now and then and lurk or watch, uh, it's true. It's ve- I, I, I love that you use committed as the first word, especially because that's what it comes down to. You go live, and people show up consistently, and they bring their own energies. They bring their own stories, and they just spend this time with you. Uh, and it's so cool. Yeah. It's cool to watch, and it's cool to like again because you know this channel is so different in terms of I'm doing a show. So being able to go into yours, it feels what I believe streaming at its core is, where it's like it's not just gaming. It's a lot. It's it's a culmination yeah. of stuff, and it's a it's it's like potpourri. It's so much harder because doing what I want on stream means that you know I have to be labeled as a variety streamer. And as a variety streamer, you lose that consistency. Like, even though you're live, it, it's, it's more dependent on who you are as a person and what you can bring to a stream than it is what game you're playing, what category you're in, you know? So uh, the, I'm, I'm very thankful for, again, how committed the people of our community are um, to, you know, just being there for me, my personality. Mm. Um, it, it shows and I, I appreciate it. Love that. Mr. Payton, you already beat level one here of Moms Online's jigsaw yes. game here. All right. Easy. But ah, it's true. It's true. I love that you get to break in the new look too. It feels nice. You'll see it later. You can't really yeah. see it from where you're at, but it feels. It actually matches a lot of your your cozy vibe in the back. I love that sweater, by the way. Where'd you get it? <laughs> I'll take it. I got Where'd this you... from H and M. Like I, this was when I was in college. So Promos. a lot of years ago that I forget the number of. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's fuzzy. You're full. It, it's like that itchy fuzzy. Oh. Ooh. Uh, what are you gonna say? You got you're like in full holiday mode, like right now. Yeah, I tried I to be. <laughs> yeah, I like it. I mean, aside from even just the hat, like the look looks like you got sweats on. Glad you dressed up. Uh, and yeah. Uh, the... these are black jeans. I really? Ooh. Own four pairs of these. Okay. 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 My bad. <laughs> hey, I didn't. I didn't want to. I'm not here to call it out. Um, mm-hmm. but uh, wait, do you? Can Can everyone hear myself? Can you hear me? Uh, like talk. Wait, really? Yeah, I could hear myself. I hear my own voice. Oh shit. Still this guy's got this guy. Uh now you're better. You're better now. Okay. That's my bad. Once. Yeah, no, no. You're good. You're good. Uh so the second part of here, all right, the second part of the show of three is the life story. Uh Peyton. Okay. Mm-hmm. And and this is the, the creme de la creme of the show. The real heart of the manor. And so from the very uh top here we talk about family as well as their upbringing so peyton without doxing yourself my, or, um, i know i i was thinking i almost said <laughs> i almost said something else i was like oh my gosh <laughs> peyton, mm-hmm. bop, boop. um <laughs> without doxing yourself where were you born and raised 
born and raised in Houston, Texas. Um, I'll actually I'll be a little bit more specific. Um, it was a it was a city outside of Houston called Pearland, mm. Pearland, Texas. Yeah, nice. So, and and how long did you stay there for? I stayed there for a year until my mom moved us to. I, I don't know what the structure. I should watch the show more. I don't know what the structure of the questions is. <laughs> Do I just take this and run with it, or is uh, it like... no? You 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 uh, either or. I think it's yeah. I'll I'll, I'll guide you. Don't worry. You're okay. on for a trip. Um. Yeah, stayed there for a year until my mom moved us out to L.A. Mm -hmm. So tell me, uh, in terms of, of course, the next thing here is siblings. Any siblings, older, younger, brothers, sisters? What do we got? I was raised an only child mm -hmm. until two years ago. Wow. And my mom had my half-sister. Mm -hmm. So let's start from there. Um, and again, Peyton, I want to be able to give you the same kind of respect that I give to all the, the guests I've had on here. If there's anything you don't mm -hmm. want to talk about, like, let's move uh, on. I, we'll talk about everything and everything. Spread them. Spread them. <laughs> Is that, that's not appropriate. That's not appropriate. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> Save that for after stream. Anywho, um, <laughs> Peyton unplugged. So uh, with, uh, prior to having your, your, your stepsister, um, you, I think you might be the first streamer that has ever told me that in terms of like, yeah, only child. Can yeah. you tell me, can, can you tell uh, me what, what that experience is like? What, what, you know, I, I don't have that point of view. So, you know, without trying to sound like an asshole saying this, like, was there ever a want for another sibling? Uh, did you like having that kind of full attention or that full like, well, it's me and, you know, I could figure it out for myself. I absolutely, absolutely wanted a sibling. Um, I wanted an older brother, mm -hmm. mainly. Um, yeah, I think there's a lot of pressure being an only child. Um, at least for me. I, I can't speak for all only children, but for me, there was a lot of pressure to perform and mm -hmm. you know do well in school, be a well-rounded student, play sports join clubs, talk to people, you know? Um, and when it's just you and your mom, it's uh, not, not your mom. Yeah. My mom. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a lot of pressure. Um, so yeah, definitely wanted a sibling mm -hmm. to kind of ease that. But would you rather an older brother or older sister specifically? Now? Yeah. I would say younger sister, and I am biased, but mm -hmm. I don't know. I, I'm old. I feel like I, I know what I need to know. Mm -hmm. So an older brother wouldn't really make sense now. Mm -hmm. it, there's something about having a younger sibling now at my age, and there, there's a huge age gap, obviously, uh, almost 22 years. Mm -hmm. But like even that... Um, I don't know. I, I feel like I, I, I have wisdom that I could pass on hmm. um, as well as like I could be a buffer between my mom and her because I know what my mom um, I know how my mom parents. Hmm. Um, so if I if I see 
something that might have an impact on yeah. her um, that I don't necessarily agree with. I might step in and be like, hey, let's try it this way, you know? So, yeah, let's, your sister. Let's, let's do a quick, uh, you know, I'm kind of going in and out just because of the timelines of this question, but you mentioned you had a, a, a stepsister only two years ago. What were your mm-hmm. thoughts when when that news came up to you in the first place that your mom was pregnant and that you were having a stepsister? It was crazy. Um, my mom actually didn't tell me for the first five months. Um, and I don't know why she didn't tell me. I think she might have felt ashamed or she felt like I wouldn't accept her or the baby for whatever reason. Um, but yeah, she hid it from, from me. And then she finally sat me down, um, sat me down on my bed and she's like, I'm pregnant. And I was like, holy shit. Like not, you know, not cussing. I was speaking to my mom, but I was like, wow, like that's, that's crazy. Like Mm -hmm. immediately I was like, are like, cause she, she's old. I was like, are you gonna, is this. Like, are you going to survive this? And she has like a, a blood clotting disorder as well um, that had complications when she had me. So I was like, you know, making sure she's okay. She was like, I don't know. Um, thankfully, everything went well. But yeah, um, I, was, I was in shock. But once that faded, I was definitely open to the idea of having a, a sister because I lived my whole life wanting a sibling. Um, yeah. And now it's awesome. She's, she's adorable. How often do you, uh, have you seen your stepsister? Uh, when she was one, I mean, from the time she was born till she was like one and a quarter. Um, my mom would pick me up once a week at least mm. and we'd go have lunch um, or we'd go back to her place and uh, she'd make lunch for us. I'd constantly be playing with her. Mm. Um, it was awesome. And then, and then I moved out here and, you know, I try to see her once every two months mm-hmm. if I can. Mm. Um, obviously, Plane tickets, plane tickets being expensive, and coronavirus being everywhere. Yeah, it's tough, but um, you know, we try our best. You know, I know you have had certain periods where you've had longer stints of time. You know, with your, mm-hmm. with, uh, especially recently with your with your sister. Mm-hmm. Through that, I know this is going to be a small sample size, but through that sample size. Can you tell me what kind, or can you tell me what kind of uh, older brother are you? Hmm. I'd like to think I'm very supportive. Um, This is another thing streaming has taught me, actually. Um, Dealing with kids all day, I feel like I'm really good with kids. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, dude. Oh yeah, you're dealing with a lot of kids these days. I know. I know how to be goofy. Yeah. Um. Wait, I just did this. (laughs) You just put on your maid outfit, right? Is that okay? Wow, (laughs) this is a loaded interview. This is a loaded interview. (laughs) I know how to be goofy. So if she's like, 
I don't, I don't know. You know, kids are beautifully dumb like that. I could, you know, she, she's about to go to bed and I, I go in there and I'm like, it's, it's almost like a dog. Like I'm like, ooh, ooh, and, and she's like dying laughing. So I, I'd like to think I'm a fun yet supportive brother. Um, yeah, just because I know how my mom can be. She's very, she's very strict. Like, my daughter's not drinking soda till 14 years old. Um, you know, it's stuff like age. that. that well, the, that's what she said to me. So 14? I don't know where that came <laughs> yeah. from. Is, it, yeah. is, the, is the logic similar to like alcohol where it's like brain development will be okay with soda? Probably. <laughs> okay. Probably. I, I like it. I like it. All right. All right. I dig it. So let me transition from siblings to now your parents. Uh, tell mm-hmm. me about your mom and dad. So I'll get this out of the way. My father, um, he, he is a sleazer. He's a sleaze bag, um, essentially. Um, my mother's words, not mine. Mm-hmm. Um, just to give a brief history of my relationship with my father, uh, my mom told me on my 18th birthday that he wasn't in the room while I was born. Um, and yeah, he left me and my mom when I was three. And during that time, he, he just wasn't supportive to my mom. Um, and I'll, I'll, yeah, so the, that was early life. Didn't talk to him at all. He didn't send me a Christmas card. He didn't, he didn't talk to me. Um, until I was in high school, he reached out to me through uh, the mail. He, he finally sent like a long-worded letter saying, like, hey, I'm sorry I wasn't there. Um, but if you'd like to try, I, you know, I, I'm going to L.A. for some work thing. Uh, I'd like to see you. I'd like to have dinner. And at the time, I was like, my life's great. You know, I love my mom. There's no need for a relationship with my father. Um, And then something happened between me and my mom. Um, She, like I said before, she put a lot of pressure on me growing up. Um, And this, this, uh, one of her methods was, you know, she'd take away the TV for a month. She'd ground me for two months. Like she was, uh, she was very, uh, what's the word? Emphatic with her, her punishments. Um, so I don't know. I don't know what I did, but she punished me one day and I was kind of a brat and I was like, you know what? I'm just, I'm going to see what my, what my dad's up to. So he had left his phone number and his email on that, um, on that letter. And I'd emailed him basically saying, Hey, I'm down to meet up. Um, is it okay if my girlfriend comes with us? Um, just to make, you know, me more comfortable. And then we got an email chain. He's like, yeah, sure. Okay. You know, long story short, we meet up. Uh, we, we go to some restaurant somewhere and I'd say we had a pretty good talk. Um, mainly catching him up on my life, talking about high school, the friends I had made, my relationship with my girlfriend at the time. Um, didn't really talk about my mother, but um, yeah, 
had that dinner, honestly had a good time. And then we left that dinner. I think that was when I was like 17. And then I had my 18th birthday. And for whatever reason, uh, me and my mom were going to our favorite Mexican place. Um, and she just broke down. And I was like, what's up? And she's like, I know that you've been talking to your father. Because I had been keeping it a, a secret as much as possible. Because I, I didn't want to, uh, I didn't want that emotional stress on my mom. Um, she's like, I, I know that you've been talking with him. And I was like, yeah, you're right. Um, uh, I, I was apologetic. I was, you know, I was uh, upset that I would go behind her back like that. Um, but that moment, um, she, that moment was the first time she told me everything. She told me what kind of father he was to me. She told me what kind of a, they never married. So what kind of a partner um, he was to her. And that's what really got me. Um, their relationship. I won't go into too much detail, but um, hearing what what kind of person he was to her kind of immediately cut off any any ties I had with him, any ties I wanted to have with him. So it was almost, yeah, it was overnight that I just stopped responding. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of felt regretful, uh, maybe a little sick that I went on that dinner with him. But looking back on it, like it was such a small thing. Um, maybe it's something he needed. Uh, maybe it's a good form of closure in a way. Um, but yeah, that's my relationship with my father. I haven't talked to him since. Wow. Yeah. Um, I guess the first thing I have to ask. When you were told all of this on your birthday, that just changed everything in terms of your, in terms of yeah. what you wanted in any future relationship, any current relationship, uh, all of it. It was just, it was, what, 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 I guess what I'm trying to get to is like, what was the mindset prior to knowing this and what was the mindset after knowing it? I I mean regarding him yes um the the relation the mindset before was I was I was very open minded I was I was definitely ignorant to our relationship and our history um because I was three I didn't know it you know mm-hmm. I didn't know who he was um and my mom was very open to him contacting me. Um, but then, you know, Christmas goes by, he doesn't send a card or call. My birthday goes by, he doesn't do anything. And then you have another one and another one. And then, you know, what is it? 14 years go by and, you know, you, you don't send anything to your son. Like, I, I don't know. I would say before, before she told me this, I was ignorant to all that i was ignorant to my mom's feelings i was ignorant to making my own feelings my own decisions based off of you know what was going on around me um and then she told me all that and yeah i was uh like i said before 
kind of kind of sickened um mainly myself that I would go behind my mom's back and kind of yeah just do something like that um look look for something else mm-hmm. in in a world where I really had it all like my mom my mom I I I told my mom this multiple times she was both parents she was more than both parents like she was and is enough um so i you know it's definitely something i regret yeah during those you said uh 14 years prior to Mm -hmm. seeing your dad again was there any time that you remember you're like what you know where's the kind of father figure in my life not specifically Mm -hmm. i do I have this faint memory now that I think about it. It's just like I would go over to I I have one friend of mine. I'm I'm not going to say his name, Um, but I went to this one friend's house and he is so he has like the perfect cookie cutter family. Mm -hmm. Um, Two two kids, mom and dad love each other. You know, I would go to his house a lot and I would just look at their family dynamic and i would uh, i would look at what his dad brought to the table and it was just it was a very introspe- introspective experience because i would like i would see it what they had and i would compare it to what i had with my mom and there definitely is that like man of the house uh figure like i don't know what the word i'm looking for is but you know being the man of the house i feel like that carries a lot of weight at least in what i saw uh back then um because there were times when i was growing up where my mom like especially when i was like 16 17 when i was really getting older um uh there were times where my mom would try to contest me and i would just be like no you know, I, I, I feel like I could, I had the, the confidence and the wherewithal to just be like, no. And that, I don't know. I feel like that would be different with a father figure. I don't know if that's sexist or something, but mm-hmm. that's, that's how I felt growing up. I had that general sense of things would be slightly different. I might be more in check if, mm-hmm. uh, if there was that father figure let's let's move towards your relationship with your mom Mm. was there any time that you saw growing up where you're like all right well you know dad's not in the uh, picture right now or or ever and and you know it's you and your ma was there moments of empathy in terms of like i should probably adjust myself accordingly you know this is a one parent that's trying their best and I'm being kind of a shit, you know, as as a kid or as a teen, especially those teen years where we're all trying to figure out ourselves and hormones and whatever. Uh, yeah. were, were there a lot of those moments of, of, of empathy uh, growing up? And I think, yep, cut myself there. Growing up, I hate to say it, not as much as I wish. Hmm. Um, the first moment that I can remember, the the first... Uh, moment where I was like, okay, things need to change. I need to be, I need to be better. I need to help my mom, not mm-hmm. 
constantly combatter. Um, it was Christmas of some year. I think I was 18. So this was after my mom had told me everything with my dad. Um, cause my birthday's in March. So yeah, Christmas of that year, whatever that was. Um, I think 2015. Mm-hmm. Um, she had told me that she was broke essentially. She, she was just like, Hey, um, you know, I love you. I want to support you. Um, and I, I was actually, you know, I was kind of thinking about streaming back then. Um, but like definitely being definitely wanting to live on my own at that point. Um, she's like, she was just real with me. She was like, Hey, I'm broke. I, I love you. I want to support you, but for you to have the freedom you want and for you to do the things that you want to do, you have to step it up because I, I can't provide for both of us. And I was like, Oh shit, she's right. You know, like that was the, that was the first adult moment. I think I had with my mom outside of her telling me everything with my dad, because that's the first time I can remember her crying to me. And, you know, I started crying as well. And it, I feel like I've heard a lot of people say this on, on this show. It's that humanizing moment with your parent that changes everything. It's, it's like that moment whipped me into into shape and being more independent mm-hmm. um more responsible for myself um yeah what a moment though for your mom too because yeah. if i if i think about it from her perspective i hate to be the old person in this conversation to you know not only think about you but think about your 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 mom's point of view you know she she's the one that's taken you and and is raising you and 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 trying to be all the figures in your life that you need to be a a proper person here in society but imagine having to tell your kid love you but i can't give you everything i mean every parent yeah. wants to do that every parent wants to give their kid the world if they could and especially at that young of an age to sit you down and be like, hey, this is the reality of the situation. Like, I, we, we can't foot the bills. We can't do this. You know, you're going to have to step up. You know, I understand that you said you, you, you were crying and that, you, you know, it was a very humanizing moment. But is that kind of what, what began or drove you to be, and I know you said independent, but be like, all right, well, I need to, you know, it's time for me to, to contribute. Is it, it's time for me to, you know, be a, a member of this family that that is able to hold a little bit of their own weight and how did that look like back then for you absolutely um it was definitely a moment of clarity um i would say my entire life up until that moment my mom protected me from talks like that um she she would say she would just say like i'll, I'll tell you when you're older or something but it was that moment where she treated me at the, at the time for me, I felt like she was treating me as a human for the first time, even though like, that's not it at all. Looking at it, looking back on it now, like she wanted to protect me as much as possible. And then at that moment, I'm 18. She knew I could take it. 
Absolutely. That, that kicked me into high gear. I, I knew I had to be more responsible, mm-hmm. um, not only for myself, but, but, you know, in a way, pay, pay my mom back in, uh, all the years of stress that I've probably. Oh, Peyton, you froze. Oh, yikes. Get this out for him. I think he might have effed. This is his internet. Let me switch the scene just in case. Uh oh. Holy cow. I was comfy in, man. I was in my seating position, man. Hold on. Let me flip it over for you. One second for me, please. That boy, second time. He got the virus. He got the virus. Oh, shit. I think his internet went down. Holy cow. He got the virus, boys. Guys, we got him. We <laughs> know. Uh, I think he'll be back. There it is. You back, Payne? Can we hear you? Hello? There I'm he so is. sorry. No, don't worry about it, man. This happens sometimes. You know, it's midnight over here. Spectrum is a god-awful company. Mm-hmm. I hope someone who works there is here right now. God, I hate Spectrum no. so much. They just randomly shut it off. The best joke of the night was someone saying he got the virus. but uh... That boy got the virus. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing, the last thing we heard from you was, it was about your mom. Mm-hmm. And well, and you were kind of uh, on that 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 headspace of talking about like eighteen. You were you were told this at eighteen, right? And so, um, mm-hmm. yeah. So I mean, I had been working since, and we'll get to this later. I'll, I had been working since I was sixteen. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, but that, you know, before I was eighteen, I was working just like random jobs at that moment i was like i need to get a real job that pays more more hours um and i did it i i went out and you know worked my ass off moved out while moved out at 19 um and i more so just tried to prove to my mom and myself that i could do something like that you know take what she's given me in terms of an upbringing and just kind of be the showrunner in my own life um, to try to take that stress away from her and have just have a more adult relationship with my mom, you know, because everything before that, it was just, we, we didn't see eye to eye. She was doing things that she thought was best for me. And in the moment, you know, like perfect example, she would just put me through all these classes, all these clubs that I didn't want to do. Yeah. And at the time, I'm like, I don't want to wake up and go to this. I don't want to have to, <laughs> you know, I want to go see my friends after school. I don't want to mm-hmm. have to go to piano class mm-hmm. four times a week. Um, and but you know, every day she's like, "Listen, you have to do this one because I'm a parent, but two because you're gonna look back on this." And you're going to say, thank you. Thank you for putting me through this. And honestly, I mean, not with everything, but like definitely music. 
piano class, guitar lessons, um, space camp. She she put me through space camp, which was awesome. Cub Scouts, Boy Scouts was awesome. All my friends did that. Honestly, I hated sports back then, but like football was fun uh, until I got to high school and people started hitting me. Mm. Uh, baseball was awesome. Um, I was pretty good at that. They even tried me as pitcher one one game, and I killed it, even though I l- let two people score on me. Like for no someone who's never pitched before, that yeah. was that was a highlight of my life. Soccer was fun. I played eight years of soccer. Um, she was very good at keeping me uh, in the things that I wanted, um, and and allowing me to, or not allowing me, she pushing me to try new things. Because I, I feel like she could tell that I wasn't, I, I didn't have a good idea of what I wanted to do in life. So she just kind of threw everything at me and stuck with the things that stuck. And um, looking back, that's, you know, for my mom being the only parent in that situation, it's very, that's very mature. It, it's probably not the, the best way to have a relationship with your kid during all of that. But um, I, I do think it definitely made me a more mature and um, well-rounded adult. I like that. I forget the original question. I mean, we had a whole other thing that happened. All right, Peyton, you can't, we can't, <laughs> we can't figure that out. Right, right. You know, we gotta, we gotta go with the flow of it. Ah, I like that. That's actually probably one of the most, like, there's there's so much going on, but it's, like, in terms of your, your family story. But I could see the culmination of what it brought today in terms of who you are as, as a, an adult, as a man. Uh, you know, with, with your mom having your, your sister and, and having, you know, you know, redating and all that jazz, how did you take that? How do you take that? That'll be my last question in terms of family, and then we'll move on. This, uh, I'm glad you asked this question. My mom dated quite a bit while I was growing up. I would say there are at least five guys that I can remember she dated. She mm-hmm. was even engaged at one point. Um, uh, yeah, it was weird. Definitely when I was younger, it was weird. Um, because, I, like I said before, I would go to my friend's house. I would see this father figure. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, my mom would bring over these these guys. And you can't help but, especially at that age, you can't help but see of them uh, as a potential father figure, yeah. you know. So these guys would come in. And I guess it was just a history thing. I was like, you don't know how things go go on around here. Mm-hmm. Like immediately I'd be I'd be so closed off to them being in our lives. Mm. Because you know, definitely yeah. growing up around around like 16, I started feeling like the fa- like the not the father figure, like the the man of the house. Yeah. Um so anytime she would bring a guy home around there. Um, I, I felt contested, which was not mature, but um, is the truth. Um, 
She did meet, and I, I talked about him yesterday, Tim. I'll say his name because he's awesome. Tim. Um, she dated this guy. This man's a saint. Um, I'll just go through everything. He bought me um, uh, my first game console, a PS2. He he was the first guy of any of my mom's boyfriends to ever really truly care about me more than just buying me gifts or you know buying me dodger tickets like this man would take take me to the bowling alley he'd take me to um he treated me as a as an adult mm. even though i wasn't um and yeah he was just awesome he was awesome and then they they dated for about a year mm. they broke up i was probably more upset than my mom was um but like I said last night, stayed in my life. Awesome dude. That's huge. Awesome dude. That's huge. Yeah. Honestly, for someone like, and that means that it was more than just, you know, being romantic with your ma. It's a genuine yeah. connection and investment in your life. And, and there needs to be, there, there doesn't need to be any other prerogative than that. And that's, yeah. that's true compassion. And I, I love that. That's something that I aspire in terms of, of, you know, people that I see out there that I'm, you know, it doesn't always have to be prerogatives. There doesn't have to always be something behind the scenes where it's like, oh, because of this, I need to do this, uh, where right. that's just genuine um, and authentic. Uh, like I would even use the term love. Um, yeah. I'm very thankful to, to have had that that's awesome. when I needed it most. Send him a Merry Christmas. Right, Texas. Yeah. Let's move on here uh, towards the next uh, segment. We're going to talk about your education and your friend. All right. Let's start okay. off in high school. You know all the. You know how this segment starts. You know how this goes. What well, were if you? If we're talking, if we're talking, okay. What what was I? Yeah. Um, yeah. Introvert through and through. If we're talking high school, definite introvert. Um, again, my mom put me through all these different sports. Um, tall, lanky guy wasn't good at football. Yeah. Uh, ah. Didn't even make the basketball team. Thanks. Didn't make the soccer team. Barely made the lacrosse team. So, you know, I was, uh, I, I was verbally bullied. I, I'd say that um, for those things, as well as just my mom being attractive and picking me up from school. They, they'd hound me on that a lot. Oh, um, so with that. I was a definite introvert. Mm -hmm. I I had a couple kids that um, went to that high school from my middle school, like five of, five of them. Um, didn't really branch off from them. Um, I'd say by my sophomore year, I started eating lunch in my physics teacher, Mr. I shouldn't say his name, sorry. Um, in my physics teacher's uh, classroom. Um, yeah. And we would just watch Fresh Off the Boat or... Uh, oh, great show. Great show. You know the heartstrings. Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he was awesome. But, yeah, definitely introverted. Mm -hmm. So we're saying introverted. Did you have... Were you Even though you were introverted, did you have a close-knit group of friends? Or were you more of a drifter? What kind of introvert were you in high school? I, as much as... Or I... I would. I'm saying an introvert as 
like the outside looking in because realistically realistically when all, all this stuff was going on i was just hanging out with the friends that i truly cared about and this is this is another moment where me and my mom clashed um we had a lot of these moments uh it was in choosing where i went to high school wow. so I'll, I'll just say uh i i went to I, before I went to high school, I went to a school that was preschool to eighth grade, and I went there the entire time. So I I am to this day still friends with people that I went to preschool with, and wow. they're some of my best friends. Damn. And we we have talked the entire time. So that's like that's almost twenty years. Mm-hmm. So with a with a relationship like that. When I when I hear that they're all going to this high school, I do everything in my par- power to go to this high school as well. My mom, on the other hand, reads articles saying that this high school is quote the best damn high school in Southern California. <laughs> yeah. um, from a and, uh, <laughs> the best from damn some, high school from some faculty member. Um, <laughs> awful, um, but yeah, she tried everything in her power to get me to go here. Uh, she got me confirmed Catholic. She, she made sure that I did really well in my sixth, seventh and eighth grade years. Um, extracurricular activities. Um, I even made, she made me, uh, like, I forget the club she made me join. Uh, I I don't remember. It was a lot of stuff, but she was just making sure I was a well-rounded kid so I could go to this high school. Mm Mm-hmm. And when I got into this high school, we were both crying, but for the wrong reasons. She was crying because she was so happy that I got in, um, with with high honors, by the way. Um, oh yeah, I was. I mean, I, I was an English man, whether I like it or not. Even yeah. though I wanted to be math or science, mm-hmm. I, I was fairly decent at English. Um, even though I got in here. Um, I got higher honors in this high school where all my friends were going. Um, I don't know if they give, um, what's it called? Scholarships for high school. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like they were trying to give me money to go there. And they would put me through uh, accelerated English and math classes at this high school. Um, but even despite the months of me begging my mom. Uh, I ended up going to this high school, all boy high school. Instead of like, what? Instead of like 40 of the people who went to my middle school mm-hmm. um, going to this high school, I had like five. Um, and yeah, it was just super wealthy kids. Yeah. You know, everyone turns what is it 16 16 and a half whenever you get your permit mm. everyone's dad driving their dad's bmw Jeez. someone had a lambo yeah i was like of course i can't i can't compete with this mm-hmm. so there was just a huge disconnect um so yeah just just to round it out introverted but only because i would rather hang out with the people that i grew up with that i could say anything to versus Faking a relationship that I didn't need with these kids that didn't care about me, mm. seemingly. 
with those five that did join you at that high school, did you develop a relationship with them? Are they your close friends, or was it? You know, were you able to branch out? Uh, absolutely, I I created uh, better relationships with them. We had started a carpool um, until we got our permits, um, just to make it easier on the parents. Mm-hmm. So they, you know, I credit them for really getting me into electronic music because one of my friends or two of my friends, um, we had three in the, in the carpool. Mm-hmm. Um, two of them listened to dubstep when it was hot. And, uh, I, they got me into that Skrillex and kill the noise and knife party, all these artists that I love now. Um, you know, they, they definitely got me into that music, which I, I really appreciate. But, um, yeah, uh, those relationships were great in high school. Uh, after high school, I was so focused on the other friends um, that I really didn't have time to do anything more than just check in. So, and then since then, um, yeah, I, I haven't really talked to them in months maybe even a year or more um but yeah it's definitely that core group that i grew up with it's like 10 guys how do you pick your friends Peyton? what do you value in friendships i'm gonna take these guys out of it because i feel like our parents picked for us at that moment um Dylan Wally's actually one of them. I know I'm not supposed to pay attention to chat or I I get shot, but get them odds, get Dylan out of here. I'm joking. joking. (laughs) Dylan, you're cool. You're cool. cool. Um, I would say, you know, yeah, taking that group out, I, I pick my friends. I just like seeing genuine, genuineness. I, I like when people aren't afraid to, you know, be themselves. And if they're showing mutual interest in wanting to talk to me, um, or even more so, I feel like I don't really reach out to people, um, even my best friends. I, I, yeah, so I feel like someone who's genuine, that has, um, that shows interest in speaking to me, um, that's, I mean, making me laugh is is an easy way in. Um, I would say those three um, make it really easy, really easy for me to see you as a friend. Oddly enough, you could kind of, it sounds like platonically or romantically, those two things can be the same thing, the way you've described it, how you choose, which might be, you know, it might be a spoiler alert for later, but we'll we'll get to that eventually. So, okay. We go through the high school years, you know, you survive, you survive. That's the big word I wanted to underline, you know, especially yes. not wanting to be there. It sounds like you survived through four years. Yes. When graduation came, what was going through your head? Was college the next step? Was a year off? Was it community college at four-year university? What was going through your head after you got that diploma uh, senior year? Uh, for whatever reason, my mom seemed to let up a bit. Because the transition between middle school to high school 
for my mom and I was a lot more intense than from high school to college. Um, for whatever reason, I feel like that would be a lot more important. Um, maybe she gave up on me cause I kind of gave up on myself. Um, I mean, going to high school and going to a high school that I didn't want to go to. Um, and then whatever happens in those four years mm-hmm. kind of broke me down. So I stopped trying as much. And when you're not trying and your mom's still pushing you, uh, to join honors classes and stuff, um, I went from going, getting all straight A's um, in like eighth grade to getting A's and a couple B's freshman and sophomore year. Then junior year, got my first C, grounded for two months. Yes, in high school. Um, And then senior year, same thing. Just, you know, seemed to care less and less. And I think my mom mirrored that uh, despite her best efforts. So after high school, I was definitely just like, fuck it. I don't have to see these guys ever again. Wouldn't want to. Um, Didn't really enjoy my time there. Um, So I'm glad to experience the next step. Mm. And the next step was obviously going to college. Um, My mom didn't give me a choice. Otherwise, it was go to college or you're dead to me essentially so (laughs) it it was really that serious yeah um so my mom's trying to get me into the of course the best colleges in the state usc ucla um pepperdine you know all these big names i applied to harvard i applied for like three scholarships even the gates millennium scholarship Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah is for minorities if i'm not that is mistaken. correct. That's what... <laughs> so like I don't know. Um but yeah, my mom uh I'll say we tried cuz I did try when applying. During high school obviously didn't try, so I didn't get into most of the places that she thought I would for some reason. Um I did however get into the university that most of my friends uh, got into and we're planning on going to um i'll just say it uh, I, I don't care uh it was uh the university of colorado at boulder hey. um scobuffs i don't know if i could say that i was there for <laughs> a semester uh <laughs> scobuffs <laughs> scobuffs under my breath um yeah yeah uh I feel like at least 60% of the reason I went there was for these friends that I didn't get to experience life with during high school. So, yeah, I got in there, didn't get into anywhere better, honestly. So my mom's like, fuck it, go there. Mm-hmm. Went there, so excited once I got there. Mm-hmm. Like, I think me moving in there and my mom being done helping me move in feeling feeling like i was truly independent for the first time mm. um one of the best moments of my life um and go one moment before we bring it ladies and gentlemen 
Ladies and gentlemen, please, we have Omegles coming here with a 32 million. What is going on here? What did you? What are you doing? What the hell was that? You have I'm a comb. up. You have a comb too. I have a comb here, but it's for a prop. <laughs> it's never used. <laughs> yeah, you don't need that. Rude. Uh, <laughs> I love this. Meg, thanks so much for the raid. What did we do? No, we know what you did. It was TFT Tuesdays, guys. All right, let's get it over with. <laughs> Meg, thanks so much for the, the, the raid and, and for all of you guys that are joining us here. Hello. Uh, for those that are you that are new, my name is Moms Online. Welcome to another episode of Inside the Streamer Studio Remastered because this is one VOD I did not get to keep, but we have here a very special get guest, not Peyton is here in the Hello. studio, guys. Not Peyton. You guys just walked in. Uh, we're, we're talking about life stories, and right now he's getting in. <laughs> yeah, zip it up, dude. We're, <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about it's college times, guys. We're talking about rowdy Not college. Say cock. We're Not talking about his cock. Um, <laughs> so he, he, he did just reveal to us uh, where he went to college, if you may, one more time, if, if, if you're comfortable with it. Of course. Now that Meg's here, of course. Yeah, University that... of Colorado at Boulder. That's why she rated. She heard that. She heard it. She's yeah. like, did I hear Colorado? Like, I feel a shift. <laughs> she had to. And, and tell us about that first year. So what was that? that you said you were there for all of a semester, correct? Mm-hmm. Tell us how that semester um, went. It was incredible. I had, I had like six of my best friends um, that I had known since like preschool to third grade mm. and typical college freshman uh we would just get drunk when we wanted we would play super smash bros uh for the wii u um eat all the time pretty sure i gained like 15 pounds oh yeah um mainly because i was depressed but also because we had a great time and mm -hmm. uh we would have like McDonald's nights where we would just all spend like 30 bucks on McDonald's. It was awesome. Wait, what was this? This is an entire, everyone's like, all right, save up, save up. It's almost McDonald's night, guys. Save exactly. up. Exactly. Yeah. Really? That's hilarious. That's it. It well, sounds because like a lot of munchies. We had one of, uh, I, I did, did I smoke weed back then? Answer the question, Payne. Answer the question. I don't think I did. I don't think I did. What a swear. Uh, um, but there was this kid that was on the football team, and uh, he was he was in our group. I had known him since second or fourth grade, um, so he was constantly eating. Mm -hmm. So you know he would go to McDonald's, I'd be the first one in his truck. Um, <laughs> I love it was that awesome. Friend. I love that. It friend. was awesome. Yeah, me too. Oh my um, goodness. But yeah, um, first semester was awesome. Until it wasn't. Because, you know, me and my mom, our relationship, she was constantly pushing me um, to be the best I could be. She, we, when deciding a major, um, she, she told me my entire life she wanted me to be an investment banker. And <laughs> I believed that for a second. And then I realized what that was, and I was like, I can't be doing this. This is so boring. So we, we met in the middle, and that somehow landed on computer science as my major. Um, I think the middle ground was me doing something semi-creative, and her, her half was like, does this make money? 
And especially in what was that twenty? Was, I think that was twenty fifteen. Um, twenty sixteen. She, you know, with all these tech jobs and everything, computer science was the answer. So, um, super jazzed about that until I got into like this, like the twentieth class, I would say. Um, and I missed. I missed a class. And we had like two projects due. And I remember this specifically. One of our projects was to completely recreate Craigslist from scratch. Using everything we had learned. And I I had seemingly missed one of the most important days. And me being an introvert and clinging to the friends that I've met or that I've been with since preschool. uh, I didn't branch out much. and, And that left me with lesser than social skills. So talking to my classmates was not an easy feat. Um, So that gave me a lot of anxiety. Um, I obviously didn't perform well on that that project. Um, Couldn't get it to work. Um, And I remember specifically in, in, in presenting this project, you have a scheduled time outside of class where you go into like this conference room but it's just you and the professor and you basically set your laptop down, show them your code, show them, you know, execute it, show it that, show them that it runs. And I just couldn't do it. And I honestly, I went, went in there asking more questions than giving answers. Mm -hmm. And that was the first moment where I lost confidence in my computer science ability. Mm. And um, with that came a lot of anxiety and it really spiraled from there because I, I had this split life where, you know, I was, I was trying to be responsible. I had to be responsible. Um, cause, cause this is after that talk with me and my mom. Yeah. Um, I, I knew I had to be more responsible, um, but I wasn't performing. And I didn't know what was going on. And I felt like I couldn't talk to people to figure out the answers. So that was that part of my life. And then on the other side, I'm getting drunk with my friends. We're playing Super Smash Bros. 4. I'm basically going to Smash class and getting straight A's. Like, it was awesome. So I, I much preferred this part of my life. And... You know, I that was very destructive because I started while I started focusing more on this part, I neglected this other part, and it got so bad that um, I just wouldn't go to class, and I stopped thinking about the repercussions. I I had I had this saying that that bloomed in college. Um, my friends like to dog me about this. Uh, that's a future Peyton problem. Future Peyton will figure that out. I love that. Yeah. And um, I really took that to heart. You know, I, I, I was reckless and I was like, fuck it. I'm going to have a good time. It's college. I don't care what happens right now in the moment. I'm having a good time. So stopped going to class, stopped going to my room, which meant I couldn't use my PC um, because I didn't like my roommate. And I essentially slept on the floor of 
two of my best friends from that group mm. um, for like five months. I just slept on the floor. I would wake up. They would go to class. I might have breakfast with them. And then they'd be like, dude, they, this is why they're my best friends. They're so accepting. Like, although they were like, Peyton, are you sure? Like, you don't want to go to class? They knew how dead set I was in this newfound revelation, whatever that, whatever you could call that. Um, it, it, they normalized it so much. And that, that might seem destructive as well. But as a friend, like, that's all I wanted. It, like, them allowing me to destroy myself was totally fine with me at that point. And it still is to, you know, now. Because um, it was support. Whether it was good or bad support, they're supporting me. So, you know, we would go to breakfast, they would go to class, and they'd be like, all right, see you, Peyton. They'd give me one of their keys to their room, and I'd just go fuck around for however long until they got back. And it was awesome. What would you be doing? Playing Smash. Uh, Dude, have you ever... Oh, I've skipped all the time, but oh, what was it? Have you ever tried masturbating in someone else's room at college? It, It can't happen. Sorry to just bring that out there. It didn't happen. Hey, hard enough. It sounds like you didn't. It sounds like to me you didn't try. With me, I can't do it. I can't do it to them. Oh, okay, fair. But I did wear sandals in the shower because I knew kids did that in the shower all the time. Oh, a hundred percent. If you're going barefoot, yeah, Ugh. ugh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I would just play video games, not masturbate, eat. Wait for them to get back, yeah. you know. It was the life, honestly. I was yeah. also making music on my my dainty laptop, my MacBook uh, Pro 2011. It was awesome hmm. until it wasn't. Then the reality kicked in. Um, I I forget what it's called, but the the college basically sends you an email saying that. I mean, I went through the academic pro- probation, oh, yeah. um, but after that, uh, they send you like, a cease and desist, but it's like you attending their school. Um, they basically kick you out if you don't do anything. Yeah. Um, and they didn't get to that point, but they let me know that they were getting to that point. So that was my wake up call to tell my mom. And just leave, essentially. There was no making up for that in my mind. And so, I, I still didn't care. Let's, let's kind of use that as transition mm. between the two topics of work and school. When can you... I, what? Sorry, can I pee? I, please, please, I please pee. pee. So please, in a cup. I'll be back. And we'll test it out. Wait, All right, it'll go. be a good cliffhanger. All right, I'll be All back. Right. Gives me time to think about the question. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking, guys. Guys, thanks so much for sticking around, especially from uh, Meg's raid. God, this is. Uh, I am. You know, uh, I've said this before at the beginning. I said it again. Like I've I've gotten the uh, opportunity, an absolute pleasure to get to know Peyton for the past couple months, man. And and having conversations like this really mean the world. Like, yeah, I could talk about it in private and probably get into it even a little bit more, but like. It's really cool. It's really cool that he's willing to be here and share so much about his life. And like, I don't know. I just, I, 
usually I could tell whether I like, I should save all this and probably tell it to him when he's here. I know he has a headphone, so he's like, his wiener's out as I tell him this. Hey, watch this. If I say something nice, I hear it. <laughs> That's disgusting. I was going to go with a hard joke and then pee everywhere joke. And it was, it was not, I didn't know how to properly <laughs> figure out how to tell the joke. <laughs> Uh, I'll deal with that later, guys. I'll deal with it when he comes back. Wow, can't wait for this to be on YouTube. Uh, no, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Bro, what the fuck? Hey, Boone, that's where the world of comedy goes. When I when, I knew, I, I'll tell you that right now, I, I knew that I always wanted to be friends with Peyton. Like, I've seen, there were five streamers roughly when I started. I knew Peyton, that I, that I kind of hopped around. But I knew I wanted to be friends with him so bad. I don't know why. And then I met him uh, via Discord call. And then, uh, yeah, you never meet your heroes, guys. <laughs> what an asshole. What an a- I'm such an asshole, guys. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No. It's everything I've wanted and more. No. It's, it's yeah. I'm having a ball, man. I- I'm glad that you guys are here. Oh, uh, mom's what the fuck, bro. Hey, man, come on. Come on, Boone. What do you want me to do? All right? It was a layup. I, I like when you go, I'm stupid, I'm stupid, I'm stupid. That, a lot of my friends do that. That's me being able to just dilute the situation. Because if I say a joke that I either think is too mean or too risky, I'll be like, hey, hey, I'm stupid, I'm stupid. Hey, guys, I'm stupid, I'm stupid, I'm stupid, I'm stupid. I'm stupid. I just pass it off. Uh, was it hard pissing? You know boner pissing, Boone? You should know boner pissing. You know about that word. Just play. Oh, hello? It had me dying in the bathroom. <laughs> and you forget I sit down while peeing. <laughs> so it's not like I'm battling something. Oh, yeah, dude. Did you wipe your cock? Um, I'm sorry. I don't know. It's, it's I do a little shake. It's kind of weird. Like, but it's a full body shimmy. It's not like you, you, you know. Yeah, I just go like. <laughs> So fucking I'm so <laughs> now you guys are holy. See, Hayden Yo! just shoving people down our throats here today. Yo, Hayden with 77 million people coming here, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, please. Uh, see, that's used car salesman. Nobody moves. Sunday night. This oh, no, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Fuck. Everybody from Payton's from Payton. Fuck. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Damn. <laughs> Everyone from <laughs> Nobody move. Everyone here from Hayden's raid. Nobody move, all right? Or I will play copyright music, all right? We're all going to yeah. sit here. We're all going to sit here, and we're going to listen to this damn story. <laughs> nah. <laughs> hey, fuck. Thank you so much, Hayden, for the raid and coming through, man. Appreciate it, especially supporting the homie. Uh, not paid in guys welcome welcome to another episode of inside the streamer studio i am your host moms online if you haven't been here before welcome uh we get into the life both on and offline of one content creator per episode and today's episode is not paid and you guys came in during the uh the point we were just talking about his wild college lives guys look at this fucking hayden like pretty crazy I know. He was he was going wild, dude. He was talking about some wild shit. But now we're kind of transitioning. He, 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 I'll give you a TDLR kind of deal. Uh, you know, uh, college wasn't his thing, you know, which is t- p- perfectly no. normal. It's not everyone's thing. I, I feel like a lot of people in life kind of think that that's the end all be all of, of making your career. 
But uh, Payne found out that was not his thing. So now we, we, he left us with a cliffhanger before he went to take a piss and told us essentially, you know, left us what's next. What happens when you have to essentially get an email from your university saying, hey, you need to get the fuck out of here <laughs> and you need to get the fuck yeah. out of here fast. <laughs> Yeah. And having to tell his his mom about that. So, so Payne, I guess the question I have for you is, when reality struck, when the world came crashing down and you realize, holy shit, all right, now I've got to actually not only be an adult and take matters into my own hands, but you also have to bring it back home and tell your ma, essentially, hey, remember that? Remember that plan of me going to a university and getting a degree and doing this? Yeah, that's not happening anymore. And guess what? Yep. It doesn't get to happen in terms of trying to. It, it's not one of those moments where it's like I'm doing bad and I need to make up for it in a summer class or whatever. No, it's a I'm getting the fuck out because they told me to. It's an end all be all. How was that conversation with your mom? In short, awful. Uh, to this day, it is the worst conversation I had had to introduce to my mother ever. Um, I remember where I was, uh, as well as it being the, the worst conversation I've had to introduce to my mom. It's also the most impactful, um, just because of the gravity of the situation. My mom spends my entire life pushing me to do my best. And, you know, she trusts me with just, just a semester. She trusts me for the first semester to be on my own and, and, you know, get things done. And more or less, I let her down. And that's pretty much how the conversation went. I, I was in some stairwell. Mm. Um, in the, the dorm room of my friends, cause this is when I was li still living with them. Yeah. 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 Um, I was in the, I was in the stairwell uh, just saying like, Hey mom, um, I, I just, I, I went out and said it, uh, I'm, I'm going to get kicked out. Okay. I'm not going to class because I'm not doing well. Uh, I was just brutally honest with her. Um, cause that's all you can be at that moment when your back's up against the wall like that. Um, I was just holding her, I was just telling her that, you know, I was very anxious I was very um, scared to continue uh, going to school, um, as well as just uncomfortable. Like, I, I didn't want to, I didn't like the idea of going to a class in which the subject matter didn't make sense to me anymore. Um, I didn't like being forced to live with someone that I didn't like, um, my, my dorm roommate. Um, I don't know. There were a lot of things about college that felt forced in a bad way. Um, Cause like there, there, there are some things that like a, as a parent you force on your kids for their betterment. Yeah. Um, but in college, I feel like there were so many unnecessary things that could have been. I don't, I don't know the right word. There's so many things that I didn't feel like I had to do. That I was doing, i.e., living with someone else, like just random stuff like that. I don't know. I don't know. It just wasn't for me. And I was straight up with my mom, and I told her that. And you know, if you know my mom, she that that wasn't good enough. 
Um, she was very stern and she said, I'm coming up there right now. Um, I can't believe you've done this. Um, wow. I sounded like that guy who's like, yeah, oh, I can't fuck. believe you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, she, uh, we went back to LA after that, after a couple weeks. Um, she, she drove there? Uh, no, she flew there. So when she flew there to pick you up, and I assume you guys flew back together, correct? Mm-hmm. How was that? Uh, she didn't talk to me a lot. Um, she was heavily disappointed for very good reasons. Um, I was disappointed in myself, but also, you know, you heard how I was, how how I was speaking before I went uh, to the restroom. I loved my life then. Like that was such an eye opening experience for me. That was the first time I had rebelled against my mother. That was the first time I had, this is going to sound so stoner to me. I promise I didn't spoke at, at this moment. Sure. This was yeah. the first time I looked at society and I was like, you know what? I'm not going to do what the man tells me to do. And then, you know, I don't know. It was awesome. It was freeing. It yeah. was the freedom that I had been waiting for. And it, it was, it was that times 10. And I, so, you know, having experienced that and still having the, those feelings regarding that moment of my life flying back with her yeah i was i was upset at myself for you know disappointing my mom in that way but for myself for what i think i needed it was perfect so it was very conflicted but yeah so clearly when you had to go home with your mom mm-hmm. you guys are back in la okay mm-hmm. so this is transitioning us to the third segment of life stories, which is your work history. So I'm going to ask you, Peyton, before we get into it, how many jobs in total have you had? I have had five, four, five, six. Not quite sure. <laughs> I guess we'll figure out as I go through them. We'll go through them. All right. So let's go yeah. chronologically. All right. The first job, what were okay. you doing? How old were you? Uh, well, my first my first work experience, um, I would do my mom again, my mom putting me through all these different things. Um, my mom was a huge advocate of community service, uh, in tandem with my high school because it was very, it was very much, um, a requirement to do community service in high school. Um, so she had me doing, I forget what, what it's called. I would like package little boxes for soldiers operation gratitude or something like that um i don't know i that was like the first uh those little community service things were was the first time like i would go to soup kitchens mm-hmm. um that was the first work experience but my first job um it was a mom and pop ice cream shop uh i was about to say the name uh my friend got my friend Jack, who mm. used to be my roommate, mm-hmm. um, he got that job because I think they had just they had just opened, and Jack just went up 
to the front and um he's like hey could i get a job and they're like yeah we don't have employees yet and he's like awesome. <laughs> that's how it works <laughs> yeah so <laughs> he got a job and then um i was like yo jack my mom's dogging me about mm-hmm. a job i need a job and he's like i got you so it was me and Jack, the ice cream boys, for a little bit. Um, fantastic job. I don't know if you've ever worked with a friend um, or in the food industry. Yes. But um, working in the food industry sucks. You're cleaning after people. Mm-hmm. It's customer service 24-7. People gripe all the time about, I didn't order this size or my espresso isn't watery the way I like it. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's constantly, you know, being being talked down to. But when you're with your boy, it's awesome because Honestly. you have you have boys nights where you're like, fuck this royalty free 1920s <laughs> music playlist that we're forced to play because, you know, the, the shop could be taken down because of it or something. Mm-hmm. We just play like hardcore rap like <laughs> edm it was awesome it was yeah, awesome yeah. and no one no one gave a shit like mm-hmm. people came in those were the best nights i feel like you know if i was praying because people would write yelp reviews all the time yeah i was praying someone would go in one of those nights have a great time write a yelp review saying like i felt like I felt like I could be myself at this ice cream shop. The two guys uh, playing whatever music they wanted to. Like, I feel like I could re- be myself at this ice cream shop was the highest I'm, echelon I'm looking, of compliment. I'm looking for life-changing moments on these Yelp reviews. <laughs> Holy shit, the vanilla so, was delicious, but the music? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I was, I was hoping that someone would write a Yelp review like that. The yeah. managers would see it, yeah. or the owners would see it, and maybe change up some stuff. Fair. but they didn't and ultimately that's what led me to quit <clears throat> and separately make a song about quitting but um yes the the owners didn't really know what they're doing it was their first business um definitely in the food industry mm. so yeah the management was awful so we left so you got out of there all right mm-hmm. so the next job was where and when so i don't know if you're familiar with the hollywood bowl yes 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 uh just for those that aren't it's a it's an outdoor amphitheater where you know people hold concerts um mainly classical music Mm -hmm. they do sing-along musicals like the sound of music that i heard four times um they had like a Simpsons day that was pretty cool. Like they'd play Simpsons episodes and they'd play like the orchestra or Philharmonic would play um, like the songs of the episodes while the episodes were playing. Um, and then you have like solo artists, groups come in, uh, do whatever. Sometimes they have firework shows. Um, pretty much dead center in uh, or kind of north of, of Hollywood. So very busy, very prestigious. I was an usher, um, which meant I would, sh- I would take people's tickets, I would show them to their seats, and then I would drop them off. And if they had any questions then or during the show, um, I would answer. 
I was also the guy that told the people up in the back to stop paying the bushes. Um, <laughs> oh, God. Sorry. Uh, yeah, just like menial jobs like that. Um, yeah. Oh, no, just another day in the life. <laughs> yeah. So casual. Dude, it, it was like once every two shows, someone mm-hmm. would be. It depended on the show. If it was like a classical show, no one would be peeing the bushes. But I assume like it's, ra- it's reggae dark. night. Yeah, it, it's like. So are you 10 flashing? PM. Are you flashing a flashlight, like, sir, sir? Yeah, you're flashing <laughs> on them as they're being. Please, please do on not. On the radio pee. too. I'm like, yeah. we got another. <laughs> we got Just number like, sixty-nine. We got a six-nine here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's good shit. So, so how long did you work there for? Um, I worked at the ice cream shop for like nine months, oh. and then I started working. At the Hollywood Bowl, while I was still working at the ice ice cream shop, damn, which okay. caused a lot of problems. That was also a reason why I quit, but l- less so of a reason. You're the um, scheduling, I assume, or yes, because there were conflicting days, and I didn't tell either job about either yeah. one. Um, Playboy. So, yeah, making good money, but also anxiety ridden the whole time. Of course. Um, I don't know. I worked at the Hollywood Bowl. Cause they they have seasons, so they're not work. You know, there's no work all year round. Mm-hmm. I think I worked for two seasons, which is like eighteen months, maybe less, fourteen to eighteen months, with a little bit of a break in between. Nice. Um, fourteen to eighteen months. Damn. Yeah. Damn. It Quite was it was a good time though. If anything, um, I mean my my. Girlfriend at the time was also working there, which was mm-hmm. a huge bonus. Um, uh, she, not she, that job was, uh, if anything, a great testament to my love of music. It, it allowed me to further uh, the listening experience. I, I would listen to music that I, I wouldn't normally listen to, especially classical music. Um, it's my my only uh, experience with cu- classical music was like piano class, which I didn't like, or mm. music appreciation in school, which I also didn't really like. Um, but this was like the like I, I was forcefully because of money, forcefully uh, plunged into this different side of music, and it was awesome. Yeah, awesome, awesome, awesome. We got two jobs down. All mm-hmm. right. What happens next? This was a huge turning point. Um, because those were both before college. Those were both before the talk with my mom, where she, she said that she was broke. Mm. Um, went off to college, did that whole thing, came back, and I still wanted to be independent but i couldn't so i was living with my mom um i i didn't mention this i went to community college for two years Mm. um or tried to at least until i didn't um and then i just i mean i told my mom i didn't want to go to college after i left boulder um but she didn't listen and then after two years of um of community college, I brought it up again, and uh, 
I think she had seen the experience that I had under my belt. Um, and also just how, how much older I was and, um, with her prefacing heavily that life is going to be so much more difficult without a college degree. With all that being said, I think she was more okay with me dropping out officially. Um, so I did that. Um, after I dropped out, um, I still wanted to be independent. Um, so I knew I had to get a better job, a higher, higher paying job uh, with more hours. So this was the introduction to one of the worst times of my life, the most depressed I've been in my life. Um, this is also leading into the, the drug time of my life. Um, very, very dark time. Um, trying to think of a year. I think 2017. Wait, how old was I? I was 21. So, 2018? Um, my mom helps me move out. I have my own apartment. It's that shitty studio apartment. One room. High, ce high ceilings. Orange walls. And I'm there before I have a steady paying job. So, it's crunch time. And... Um, despite me disappointing my mom in regards to college, she is very open to helping me get a job. Uh, something I hadn't mentioned before, my mom uh, was an actor her entire life. That's why we moved out to L.A. in the first place. Um, so she had a couple strings in the film industry, um, TV industry. Um, so she... Uh, she helped me get into get in touch with the right people. Um, and basically one day I was broke in my own apartment. No, no money, no direction. I went to the comedy central building in Los Angeles, walked up to, um, the front desk and I was like, hi, uh, my name's Peyton. I'm looking for a job. Um, I'll take anything. So I'm, I'm so desperate please like anything and they're like ah we don't do this kind of thing and i'm like please like um I, like i need a job and and they're like okay uh we'll, we'll have you talk to this person blah, blah, blah. i talked to this person they're like well we know this one show drunk history is looking for pas um and i was like drunk history hmm, okay i don't i don't know what that is but mm -hmm. i'll take anything um, they send me up to that floor and they're like, do you have a resume or something? And I'm like, yeah, like I had one on my phone and we just did the interview right there. Um, uh, I, and basically that whole interview, it was a lot of begging. I was like, I told them the whole situation, uh, college, uh, I was in my own apartment by myself. Um, no money. Um, and I, I laid it out on the, laid it out on the line and said, I'm desperate. I'm available. I have a car. I'll be here whenever you need me. I'll do whatever you need. Um, I have a computer and they're like, okay, uh, well, we actually don't need PAs, but we can make a position for you. Uh, you could be our social media manager. 
And they gave me so much responsibility. Oh, I, I also mentioned that I could edit because um, I, I had vlogged a little bit before then. Um, so essentially as social media uh, manager, I would go to set every day. I also mm -hmm. had a camera, which I men mentioned. Um, I would go to set every day, bring my camera, film behind the scenes content of Drunk History, which is like all these famous actors and celebrities, Kyle Mooney, Ronda Rousey, um, uh, fuck. I don't know. Big name people that I'm forgetting now. Um, who's the guy from Scott Pilgrim? Michael Sarah. The main guy? Michael Sarah was there. Um, yeah, John Gabers, but no, you don't gotta worry about that. It's fine. <laughs> the, just, just big name, big name people. Mm -hmm. Um, I would film these people. I was very cordial. Um, I talked to all of them, uh, Aubrey, Aubrey Plaza. Oh, oh my God. Um, I would go up to them and be like, hi, my name is Peyton. Um, I'm the social media manager. Is it okay if I, uh, film you in the background of, uh, you filming the show? And all of them were like, yeah, that's totally fine. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so essentially I would take video behind the scenes content, um, and then edit a short two to four minute video of um of that day because it was completely based around them um so i would do that and then it's it's still crazy to me they they would take those videos and post them on the official comedy central snapchat account and they gave me so much looking back at it they gave me so much for someone that just walked in yeah um uh but yeah yeah drug so, history i guess my question would be you know it sounds like you found a gig in the entertainment industry uh they trusted you uh when you were especially when you were in need mm -hmm. and clearly you're not there right now so what led to the kind of exit wow just shameless right here shamelessly <laughs> forgot that was on i know it's, it totally, it's totally fine i don't care go ahead um so there was that job which i loved i loved um they actually i'm sorry to keep looking at the chat they actually put me on the show i was i was an extra at one point um yeah so i, I loved everything about that job besides the creator, but that's a whole nother story. Uh, yeah. um, that job, as well as my mom having uh, a connection with someone at FX, I don't know if you know FX, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Drunk History landed me a, a job at a show called You're the Worst. Um, they were in their final season. And this was when I wanted to be an editor more than anything. So uh, I, I went from being a social media manager to being a PA, an office PA, uh, with a heavy e emphasis on the editing bay. Um, that's what the job was described to me as. What it really was, was me getting groceries for the show creator and the directors and the writers, everything. Um, I would restock the fridge. I would 
go get a hard drive here, drop it off here, come back, pick this person up, go here. Awful, awful, just work that didn't matter to me at all. Um, didn't pertain to editing at all. And um, yeah, they they had it the wrong way. They're, they were like, because they, they knew my main goal there was to be an editor or try to get gain experience as an editor. And uh, instead of setting me up for things like that, they expected me to try to find time to interrupt the editors whenever I wanted, even though they told me not to do that, um, and kind of shadow them on my own time, which I never had. Um, so it was just awful. It, it really showed me, that job showed me the cast system that exists in the in the entertainment industry. Um, just how brutal people could be. Um, also just how the smallest thing could blow up and then the creator is, is talking behind you behind their back, uh, talking about you behind their back. Um, just slimy. Mm -hmm. So I, 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 I took that and yeah, I took it to heart and I was like, I can't be in this business. And from that started my, the most depressed I've been in my life ever. And out of that. Uh, I mean, I had been smoking weed a little bit before that, but um, yeah, that's uh, I started getting getting into harder stuff um, with that and um, some of my friends that were also doing it. Um, yeah. You know, I think one of the things I've heard from at least, you know, I, I, I'm not even going to act like I'm part of the industry but there was a, a time there was a whole uh something came out recently the whole uh fresh prince of bel-air reunion thing came mm -hmm. out and uh it was the original on viv that said this line that i really it resonated where it's like if you if you are uh, back in the day will smith had called the original on viv difficult to work with, right and that is a nail in the coffin in the yeah. entertainment industry if you are called difficult, no one would, especially when her words exactly was being a uh, dark-skinned African-American woman, that is, you know, that's the end-all be-all. But being yeah. difficult in general is just a stigma, especially having that kind of clout, that kind of weight. And so your words carry. And again, you know, where you came from, having just walked into the Comedy Central building, say, hey, you know, give me a job, you're doing this thing for, for them a couple, you know, for however long, and then now transitioning to this new place or position with FX, uh, it, it must have been, I wouldn't, I, I don't know if the word devastating or any of that would, it, it sounds like it, it just hurt. It sounded like a betrayal. It sounded just like, wow, what, you know, where did that come from? Now I have to kind of re-find my identity in an area in your life where you sound like you thought you found it or you you were at least investing a lot of the time towards um, pursuing it or making that your identity. So Absolutely. <clears throat> um, it, it takes a lot to be on a TV show. And mm. I, I'll say I'm, I was fortunate enough to see the good side before I saw the bad side. Um, yeah. But with that, it, it was destructive because it built up that hope that I could have a, a well-paying job that I'm happy with. Mm -hmm. Um. But then, yeah, that second job really opened my eyes to 
who people truly are. Yeah. Um, and that kind of fucked me over. Can I ask about the drugs? Of course. You know um, what I ask. Which ones? Which ones and... Frequency? Which ones? Not frequency. I don't... That doesn't... I, I don't think that's, you know, that's important. Um, but mm. I think what's important is asking, where was your head at where you made the, the conscious decision to be like, okay, let's do this? I feel like I should preface this by saying with who my mother is, she was very strict. She, she led by example, too. She would not drink in front of me. Smoking wasn't, wasn't said around the house at all. Neither was alcohol, really. Um, so, and, and it got to the point where I, I remember I was with my girlfriend uh, at the time. And we were at some party, and she, she was drinking. This was like a th- her third time drinking, and I had never drank before. And I remember her drinking, and I got so pissed because I, I was just reflecting what my mom said. I was like, this is destroying your body. Um, you know, I don't want – I was so naive. I was like, I don't want you to die from this. Like, I had very strong feelings um, in regard to the opposite way of thinking. Um, so, you know, doing these drugs, I'll say them now, I, I did – I mean, going to parties with your friends um, in Los Angeles, uh, cocaine, uh, cocaine I did like a couple times, Um, awful drug by the way, hate that drug, Um, MDMA, Molly, um, as the kids call it, Um, I don't advocate I'm not an advocate for this drug, mm-hmm. but you know, blow your hair back. It'll blow your hair back. It's uh, <laughs> it's called the love drug for a reason. Yeah. Um, but no, it completely tears your heart physically, um, and your as well as your mind, especially before you're uh, 27, whenever your brain's done uh, forming. So definitely had to stop that. Um, Copious amounts of weed. Weed was my favorite drug for a very long time, uh, as well as nicotine. Um, mm. Mushrooms did mushrooms a couple times. Mushrooms is, I think, I mean, besides the the accessibility of weed and nicotine, uh, mushrooms is probably my favorite drug because yeah. you just, I mean, you do get wheezy, but it's, uh, I don't know. I, it's natural, and as much as a drug can be natural, <laughs> it's all it's uh, organic. It's uh, free range. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, uh, yeah. I just uh, did these drugs. Experimentation was the biggest part. That that's the word I would use. Um, I was struggling to find myself, and the only sense of self I had was with my friends, and. My friends and I were destructive uh, in that we all had the same behavior. We were all in, in the same space, more or less, um, where we felt comfortable enough to go to these parties and do these drugs. Um, but yeah, that didn't last too long. Um, 
we had a couple instances where uh, our, some of our friends that also did drugs in the group, um, they'd go a bit too far. They were showing signs of heavy anger issues, um, sh- signs of violence. Mm. Um, and more, more personally, I felt physical uh, effects of these drugs, um, physical side effects of these drugs. Um, my lungs felt tighter. My heart, I, I don't know if I told you this, Moms. I, since, I, I remember this one moment, I took MDMA with three of my friends in a, in a, I don't know if you know what a Rite Aid is. A Rite Aid, the store? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. In a Rite Aid parking lot. I had just made my, my album Months and Minutes, which you can check out on my SoundCloud. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I, <laughs> I had just quick made plug. Months and Minutes. Yeah. Quick plug. I had just made months and minutes, so excited to show my friends, and uh, we just listened to music, 2 a.m. We played uh, m- my full album, we listened to trap music that I liked on SoundCloud, hip-hop, rap, R&B, jazz, um, yeah, took MDMA at 2 a.m., you in know. In a Rite Aid parking lot. In a Rite Aid parking lot, didn't leave till like 8 a.m., but I remember this specific moment. Yeah. It was like halfway through. I like, I, maybe I breathed in a weird way, but I, I swear I felt like a pop where my heart is. And ever since that moment, I feel like I've been, not like it hurts, but I, I feel more aware of my heart. Like I Mm. feel more like I, I, it's almost as if I have, nerves i like i sprouted nerves within my heart that day Mm. so yeah wow after that definitely had to stop the drugs because my mortality was uh now in the way i didn't i stopped feeling invincible as teenagers do oh my gosh yeah damn I should make that yeah. a question. Damn it. I should make that a reoccurring question. That's such a good statement. <laughs> no, you're so right, especially for us. You know, us. I'm going to say myself. But uh, once you hit, once everything is pretty much legal in terms of, like, you could drink, you can smoke, you could buy cigarettes, whatever, you know, at this point, you're like, all right, now I have all. It's kind of like you unlocked all the levels, and you're like, all right, God mode here. You know, I'm young enough yep. for I'm not really paying that big of bills and yada yada, and I could just do whatever I want. And yep. then, so you go ham for a couple of years, you know, you go through that, well, the, the, the phrase they use is the slut phase or whatever, you know, you're, you're doing, you're drinking, you're hooking up, you're, you're fucking partying. And then yep. there comes a wall and you're just like, <clears throat> oh, I can't keep doing this. This is not sustainable. This is not, yep. you know, I'm human. And because as a kid, you know, you're just thinking, finally, you know, it's my time. All those years of me saying, I can't, I wish I'm older so I could do this, this, and this. You have that opportunity. And then when you do, the grass isn't always greener on the other side. Um, yep. Hell of a run, though. <laughs> no, it, you know, even though I was heavily depressed and yeah. didn't know what the fuck I was doing, yeah. Um, I really pushed my limits. And although it's not you know, doing drugs isn't a healthy way to push your limits. No. Yeah. It definitely was a way for me um, 
you know, outside of just, this is another stoner thought, outside of, of just like how I perceive reality, um, you know, socially with other people. Sorry, I'm sorry for that. I, I, I love see, that one. I love that one. I um, love that one. Socially, you know, in my relationship with society and my relationship with my mother who told me that, you know, drugs were horrible. Mm. Um, it was uh, definitely a moment of testing limits. Mm. Have we, I'm sorry, but I'm going to bring us back a little bit towards categories. Have we caught up with all the work history? Uh, the last one. Yes, right. I'm, I I did um I did those two shows. Yeah, and then I really from there I um did food delivery for a little bit, mm -hmm. and then I really uh, focused on streaming um after that, and then food delivery again um through there. pseudo within one another. Yeah, mm -hmm. nice. Peyton, I'm going to move us, I'm going to transition us to the fourth topic of the evening, then, with that being said, all right? Mm -hmm. And it is one that I know that many would like to hear a 